Welcome back, zombie lovers, to Podcorn in a Movie, a podcast where we review different genres. I'm your host, Chase Lena, with my co-host... David Gio. Today we're talking about the 1968 horror film, Night of the Living Dead, with our horror export, uh, expert, damn it, damn it, I almost got it right, but whatever, Stephen Dillard. How you doing, Steve? I'll be, I'll be your export. I know, you're going to be my export now. That's just how we're going to go with it, but it is what it is. Um... I'm excited to talk about this because honestly, this movie is like, I, so I guess the first one we're going to talk about is like our experience with this movie. I remember the first and last time I saw this movie, I was in eighth grade. We were at a, I think it was a Halloween party at my buddy's house that lived pretty much in like Amish country. And it sucked because we watched maybe the first 45 minutes to like an hour and our buddy, without our knowledge, took a crap ton of Molly and started freaking out. And we had to go help him. And we came back and the credits were rolling. And it freaked us out. And we never I never got to finish the movie. So I only knew the first 45 minutes of this movie. In eighth grade? In eighth grade. <laughs> what? That that is my uh, that is my story of the first time and last time I saw this movie. Wait, so you didn't actually finish it the first time you saw it? No, but I knew people told me, like, oh, they all die. And it's like, okay, great. I knew that. Um, Yeah, okay. So you feel like this was your first proper time seeing the movie? This is my first proper time seeing the movie straight through. Okay. Um. Steve, I don't know when when do you when do you think your your first time was? <clears throat> uh, funny story about this movie. You guys hear me okay? Yeah, hear you fine. Okay, all right. Um, uh, I watched it with a group of my friends. We were all uh, equally uh, interested in film. That's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably about 15 or 16. <laughs> what if all of us were just had just... a Molly story related to this? <laughs> when I was in fifth grade. No. Sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Come on, Steve. Yeah, it was like a, I was a freshman in high school and I had a camcorder. And uh, we watched this movie and it inspired us to, as our group, we made like 10 movies together. And that was the first movie we made was called uh, A Night on Lookout Drive. And it was a zombie movie inspired directly from Night of the Living Dead. So it's very... Night of the Living Dead esque, wow. and uh, yeah, I've watched it a couple times over the years. I hadn't actually seen this movie in like ten years, um, but uh, yeah, it it, uh, it was a big influence on me to make whole movies. I can see that. Yeah, I can honestly the, see that. Kind of the ultimate home movie, to be honest, is what oh, yeah. this movie is. Like, um, yeah, I I feel like I I was probably around nine or ten when I first saw this like I, I think it was on television um and uh without getting like too deep into it like the first like real time I remember watching like it like all the way through was when I was younger one of my friend's aunt ran a dance studio and we were like I think in sixth grade at the time but we performed thriller for her dance studio which was mostly girls but she had a like a boys like oh, like a boys hip hop class yeah and um and we performed thriller so like she like I think showed us like this to like show us like a zombie movie and like I had already been aware of it and I had already seen most of it but that was the first time I remember seeing it start to finish 
And I think she also showed, or maybe she didn't, but us independently watched Dawn of the Dead, like the the sequel to this, not the remake. Yeah. Um, at the time, but because I was trying to peg when I saw that movie, because I know I saw that with the same group of kids, start to finish. But um, I don't know. I've always really, really, really liked this movie because it just felt like very horror-y. like in it, like in it, and I feel like it almost gives like the the. Um, appearance of a more classic era of horror than it even is, you know, because it's actually, you know, it's like 1968. It's, it's not like, horror, yes, exactly. And I, and I feel like I, if you asked me when I was a kid, I'd be like, yeah, that was made around the same time as like those old black and whites. Like almost um, 40 years later. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and I'm sure, I, I don't know if you came across in any research, Chase. Um, was it just budgetary reasons why this is black and white? Uh, or, no. There, or was well, it, it probably slightly was slightly more common at the time. It, I, I think guess it was still more, yeah. still a lot of movies were black and white, but still, like I feel like a lot more were in color because they wanted them to be in color because that was like I don't know. I think the color TV was already out by then, and their budget was pretty cheap. But I mean, credit wasn't it like one hundred and fourteen thousand or yeah, something? Yeah, but equivalent that's equivalent to like eight hundred and forty-seven thousand to twenty twenty standards. That's still like that's a, still a pretty low. But I, I wanted like, to look that up too with the yeah. Uh, that's the, in, uh, that's one of my fa- yeah. It's it's eight hundred and forty-seven thousand four hundred dollars in twenty twenty, which was the whole budget of what they made, which is fine. I mean, it is pretty small, but I mean, it's not talking like you know. Blair Witch Project, but at the same time, back then, film was not cheap. Like, those cameras yeah. weren't cheap. And, yeah. Um, and I'm also thinking, like, uh, like the Blair Witch Project, even though it's, like, super, super low budget, it's, like, and, like, and it looks great still. It's still only four people, right? Yeah, it's only, time? yeah, it's only, like, four people. Um, this movie had a lot more. You cast. know, like, on a camcorder, you know, like, there's there's like hundreds of extras in this. Yeah. Um, and then you know like a lot of effects and stuff. But uh, I don't know. I I I just this movie also feels for some. I don't know if this is a terrible word to use, but it feels really cozy to me. No, like, I I I think that's the best way you know? of saying it. Is it's definitely it's a good rainy day, like yeah. or stormy night movie. Like it's definitely also definitely like if you really looked at it as like a drive-in horror movie movie and i get that the, yeah. the reason why is did, because it pretty much is that did, did you read that this was like one of the last yes big drive-in movies of that era yeah of the drive-in era um but you yeah, can definitely that tell really that it was very it feels perfect yeah it feels perfect for that kind of like you're sitting in your car with maybe a date you have yeah. like tiny little popcorns some soda yeah. pops and she gets um, scared of something that's not really scary at all. I was, in my hometown used to play this around Halloween. I did not know um, that. Which is cool. Dragons are cool. It's a damn, I, I only wrote down two of them. But I, so I went down this weird rabbit hole uh, yesterday because I distinctly remembered, uh, um, like, watching a movie with you guys. I don't know if Steve was with us for this. He'll know once I say the movie. But uh, I was watching a movie with you guys, and this is on in the background. And it's the um, I'm Coming to Get You, Barbara. And you guys asked what it was. And I 
remembered I associated it with rage like that I even had to say I'm like why are we even watching this movie if you guys don't know what this movie is and uh and so I was like what was that movie and why do I like associate that with rage like and I was like I swear there used to be like something on IMDb where you could click on a movie and see if that movie appeared in other movies and it's yeah connections and that is a tedious fucking thing to scroll through like there is so many connections to this movie because like the connections on your phone at least it starts with uh just like anytime there was a parody or spoof of this movie which literally yeah. came down to like just if there were zombies in anything because yeah. it was making like simpsons connections that i was like this is just a zombies joke in the Simpsons. It doesn't really have any direct reference to. So it was like hundreds. Like I was scrolling through hundreds of things before I got to mentioned in, like actually verbally mentioned in. And then I got to uh, featured in. And I don't know. It was uh, the fanatic was the oh, one that I was, was thinking in the of fanatic. that okay. I remember rage watching yeah. with you guys because I'm like why am I watching this movie it sucks <laughs> I hate it and then you guys asked me what a great movie was in the movie and I was oh, like never. why are you making me watch the fanatic and you guys don't know what Night of the Living Dead is but, well uh, it's funny uh, that you mentioned and this is kind of a spoiler to you know what I've been watching but it's also for a good portion of the movie is playing in Halloween too. Like it is in the background of Halloween two for a good portion of the movie. And it's kind of like in the first home. We're not going to talk about it, but anyways, it it's definitely, that is definitely a movie that's in a lot of horror films because it has connections. And I think wasn't, Um, wasn't there a scene I brought it up, which of course I I mean to interrupt you for like no point at all, because basically I'm going to say it was on that list. It was like featured in a drive-in movie i'm pretty sure we'd all seen but i can't think of what it, it i didn't add that to my notes but it is in uh the big sick on their okay. first date they watch it um and so i don't know it's in a it's in a lot when i was scrolling through i was like this is in so many movies uh which is great it's a great nod so i have a question about this movie and this is i i'm sorry if this is going off trail a little bit but i want to talk about zombies for a minute is this movie pretty much the definition of where zombies came from? Like the first time we ever seen, because I, I think I was this having a, zombies. Okay. Cause I was having a, the word zombie existed and there is like, you okay. know, like a definite, it's like a, someone that has come back from the dead. But what we think of as flesh eating zombies is from, from this here. movie. Got it. Makes sense. Okay. Which, they weren't, I don't know if you saw in the trivia that they weren't even, um, called zombies like yeah they weren't really ever and he they didn't think ghouls. of it like that uh ghouls flesh eaters and those things yes. were the three things they refer to them as um but uh and i i think i read a quote of george a romero being like i didn't think of of those things i created as zombies but that's you know like culture took its own turn own to being turn like that is it. yeah um, and I don't even know, because I just watched Dawn of the Dead, the sequel, and I don't even know if they say zombies in that one. I don't think they do in the entire trilogy. Um, but I I want to, like, I guess we'll just get into a big old zombie talk now, because we talked before how um, there's really not much to talk about in terms of the cast of this movie. Like, no. like yeah. 
they're not huge stars nor are they like like particularly great actors either like i'll say i'll go out there and say it um uh but uh i mean they you know they do a good job but um uh they they didn't really go anywhere that we would know yes yeah um and you know what's funny is a lot of them i clicked on like most of their imdbs is a lot of them don't really have much of a career after this maybe like a flourish of one or two things they get probably because of this movie Mm -hmm. um but then they disappear into like the 90s or early thousands where it's like campy to use these you know like now probably like horror con like stars you know like people that like then now that they're like cult legends um they're now appearing in all these random horror movies uh i think a couple of them appear in the remake too the 1991 that i just discovered existed um but this movie like regardless like starts like whether it's just the flesh eating they also like define like a little bit of everything that becomes like a zombie movie movie trope like you know like hordes of zombies overrunning a house or like you know trying to barricade yourself in or like discovering that the only way to kill them is through the head like um that's a big one yeah what, come on, what are some more that are in this movie that are big i guess the walk which i think is funny because it's not quite perfected in this movie no, yet no it is not it's also not in, particularly um, slow yes no, and yeah. even in dawn of the dead uh they're still kind of well i don't mind the slow zombie but it's like if you look at like a group of extras like 30 extras say and then you basically like um think about it this way zombie movies don't exist what do you tell those 30 extras you know like you're dead <laughs> you're walking and you're dead and just do you're your trying thing. to eat everyone and so like everyone has their own little thing they're doing i think you know i'm sure there was way more coordination like jim's doing a good job everyone do what jim <laughs> is doing but uh um but there that was another trivia thing i actually read they were uh, I want to say like Bella Lugosi or something like that. They were basing it off of a <laughs> a famous um, Dracula barely moved. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was like a, f- a famous walk, I guess, that they saw in a monster movie, and I think it was called The Walking Dead. So I'm just gonna look it up right now. Wow. But um, what 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 what? What? what 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 else like i'm trying to think because i had like a whole list in my head and now i'm like dropping the ball on like all these tropes that this movie came up with i think another big thing uh humans being like yeah. A, a, a a yeah like a part of the problem yes. like they're, they're clashing they can't agree on things you know like they're part of the enemy you know which a, a trope that i totally forgot about was zombies were afraid of fire like I don't know if that has gotten watered down. <laughs> that's like down. something that's definitely fallen by the wayside yeah. of like modern zombie. Modern, things. Yeah, exactly. Because I know, like, um, if you see like World War Z or like all these other, but that might movies. even go back to um, like the original zombie, like oh, what, okay. you know, like the like the like first zombies before this movie they might have been like fire. Boris Karloff. That makes way more sense. But that's yeah, the movie sense. was called. The Walking Dead. It's from 1936. And I'm pretty sure I feel so bad. Like, I hope, like, some, like, like there's not some huge uh, 
deadheads and they're like <laughs> night of the living deadheads out there that are like why don't you know more facts about this movie but like i'm sorry i read so much trivia i was like there's too much trivia. oh thank and you not a lot thank of you so much dave because uh... i was so worried about the fact <laughs> section i was like there is so much on this movie i can't yeah. know all of it and it was all like so minute like, yes you know like now that of course that we're talking about it i'm like well that would be interesting to bring up but it was like hard to pick and choose these really small yes but i think the guy that they were talking about um, that I think the rest of them kind of ended up somewhat modeling themselves after is the first zombie we see. He's the one that modeled okay. himself after. He's uh, like the, uh, I don't uh, know. like the he's part of the the iconography of this film. Like, is that what you're saying? Or? Yeah, yeah. I was looking for that that word. Yeah, like he's oh, when most. I think when you think of this movie, that's like one of the images that pops into your head, and he's in it almost the entire way like in throughout the back i don't think you ever see him get killed do you no because he's at the end he's where he's walking well, in. He's does like he get the one killed the at the very end no i don't think you see him die ever i don't think so i don't think you see him die okay but uh yeah i don't know any others i'm sorry chase i know you're gonna say another no, another trope I, and i, I cut you off no i honestly i'm trying to think of a different trope because i guess the one trope they didn't go into is eating brains it was more just eating humans like as cannibalism and i know that in the trivia they kind of go into more detail of like and i kept it out of the trivia but they they wanted to show like when they were trying to make the actual like ideas of what these creatures were going to do they were like what is the scariest thing and they're like well let's just make them cannibals so instead of just like eating brains which i don't know if that was just the older version of zombies or if that was like added on later to different like movies it definitely they ever like the original zombies ate people at all but i don't know so i know that it, it this movie they don't really go into brain eating it was all just like flesh but you're you're right and i'm wondering where that is like where that uh that pocket of zombies that exist is because i can't think of a movie off the top of my head that includes it but that's such a zombie trope that's always a zombie exactly and i would thought this movie would have had like how everyone moved everyone would just be like it's like no one Um, talked which was I, I liked that, but it definitely, like, not a lot of groaning. Not, like, the zombies, like, were definitely, you could definitely tell they're at, like, the first stages of the creature of being built up to where they are now. Yes, in a way. which I will go ahead and say that I my ultimate zombie, and I think, like, what did it the best, or what has done it the best, I think is The Walking Dead. Like, I think they have perfected, like, the ideal zombie, which is not very far off from um, what like George A. Romero created, but I think it also is way better. Like they have just perfected it, you know, like, but it's almost the same. He like, it's like he laid down the foundation to get they just where they are. built, you know, what it is now. And I, I, I honestly, um, I think I'm going to second that because I think the walking dead did a fantastic job doing typical like and it's like everyone's different in their own way and it's because it's like the different stages of like decomposing and like yeah. they're all I, I, I think I agree with you. I think Walking Dead probably is the best 
interpretation of zombie. I like the speed at which they move, like the threat level they are, even though the walking dead has like a terrible issue with, um, like, like, like our, our group of heroes will beat up like 7,000 zombies. And then like season seven, episode one, all of a sudden, like this character, we just easily saw kill a hundred zombies is like, what do I do about this one zombie grabbing my leg? But like that shit pisses me off so much. I'm like, what are you doing, Maggie? You're way more badass than this. But, but uh, I, I will also say like the end of this movie like as a, I mean, if you're listening to this, you've watched this movie. You know how yeah, they're like going so. town to town, killing all zombies. That pretty much kills the idea of Walking Dead because it's like we've killed everyone in the world twice over all ten years, and there's still so many zombies. Like they just keep piling yeah. up out of nowhere. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I mean, there is there is a lot more people in the world now than there was in 1968. Yes, but, but I'm saying like you don't think after ten years of being in the zombie apocalypse with everyone fighting still, you wouldn't windle the numbers down. <laughs> I, I really can't tell you. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it depends on the ratio Probably. of survivors yeah. to zombies. That's always yeah. just been my big issue with Walking Dead. It's like, yeah, like five guys. It's not the go. gas. Everyone's big issue is the gas. So then finally, oh, well, the gas is like pretty- fine. We're riding horses now. Like, <laughs> um, but, I thought uh, the movie was was well shot though too. Yeah. 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 Um, well, did you? I, I okay. So, do you do you have trivia? Do you? Yes, I do, do you have, have facts. any trivia prepared because yes. I don't want to keep saying no, I yeah, don't know yeah, if yes. you read this yes. or whatever. So, because I don't know if we're just skipping like all of the. the do you know what? That's things. a good idea. Let's just go into the facts now, and then afterwards we can go into our talk again more. So, okay. as we said, this movie, uh, the budget for this movie was one hundred and fourteen thousand, which equivalent to twenty twenty is eight hundred and forty seven thousand dollars. Uh, it grossed approximately thirty million, which is equivalent to twenty two hundred or two hundred and twenty three thousand. Oh, God damn it! I said it wrong again. It's a whole lot of money. It's a whole lot of money. It's two hundred and twenty three point yeah. six million in twenty twenty terms. It was for a while considered one of the most successful. I mean, it still is. It is the one most the successful most, independent like, yeah. movies it ever made. What it made. It's yeah. it's pretty yeah. much it's two hundred and sixty three times its original budget. And did you read that? Um, so I read two different things, and this is like like fucking like number one hundred on IMDb trivia. I'm like, I can't read this anymore. It's giving me a headache. But it was I was I was reading a fact again and it, but this time it was a little bit different. And then I'm like, well now I don't know what to trust on here. I think but, um, I know what you're talking is it it's not the ranking, it's the house thing, no, right? No, it was the it's the copyright thing. Um that they forgot to cop so the first trivia note is that they forgot to copyright it. And yes. But later on, I read that they actually, um, George A. Romero wanted to call it Night of the Flesh Eaters, and they forgot to change the title, and that's what had the copyright tag on it oh. in the movie. And so, like this, there, like this movie, I think up until 1989 or something, was like, um, like public domain. Is that what you call it? 
Like it was a bit like you could do whatever you wanted with it. And it had no, like he had no repercussions. And also he barely made any money. off. Which that's the one I was going to say. What I have is George Romero made very little profit from this movie. And that's due to the fact that he had not really much knowledge regarding distribution deals. So the distributioners walked away with primarily all of the profit from the movie. Which he lost pretty much everything. Bitches, which, dude. but at the same time, like that sucks. I could not imagine making I'm a movie. Sure the guy did all really, right in the end. Well, I mean, he did. We we <laughs> like his. If you walk look at his directing, he made some pretty good. Like he made Monkey Shines, or he wrote Monkey Shines. That's pretty. Yeah, fun. No, I was oh, joking. <laughs> I, I know he did all right in the end. He's like super. Oh, yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if it was horror. a joke. I thought you were being serious for some reason. Um. But yeah, no, on that note, like I, if we're going to talk about him just a little bit, because if there's anyone we should go into, it's him. Yeah. I n- never until I met you lads had never seen anything other than his dead movies. I saw Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and what was the first of yeah. his sequel trilogy? There, did you include Day Land of the Dead? dead? Yeah. yeah Land, did you say Day of the Dead, though? I did not see Day of the Dead. I've seen three of them. Two from the good trilogy, one from the bad trilogy. I'm going to go ahead and say that it's a bad trilogy because they all just have very poor ratings, and the one that I have seen, I didn't find that enjoyable. I've only seen Land of the Dead, the first one. Yeah, the John Leguizamo one. I love the original trilogy, though. Uh, Day of the Dead, you highly recommend because I'm definitely watching that. Day of the Dead? Yeah. Yes, I love Day of the Dead. I love all three of them. Does that have anything to do with Christmas at all? Because uh, one of the guys on Letterboxd I follow was writing about it, and he said, uh, holiday tradition. Like He said like something about blah, 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 still holds up like it does year after year, holiday tradition. And then I looked at the date he posted the review, and it was December 23rd. I thought it was going to be like Halloween night or something. And I was like, what? Holiday tradition? Like... And some people, you know, you can watch whatever the fuck you want every year. But I was just like, it's a it's a director I follow that I actually really like all of his reviews. But uh, <laughs> I I just I'm like I'm really curious I now. Does Day of the Dead have anything to do with Christmas in it? Well, <laughs> um, George Romero, though. Yes, that lad. He's um, good. I like George Romero. Um, do you, so do you have, uh, other than Monkey Shines and the Deads, do you have another one that you like? I'm trying to remember his filmography, which is... Uh, have you... Hold on. Have you seen the original Crazies, Steve? Yes. Yes, I have. 19, 1973? I don't know when it was. Yes, it was 1973. George A. Romero, Yes. Yes, yeah, I is I've that also good? seen the remake. Of, I kind of like the remake. You didn't I, like the. You, I didn't, you like, didn't the like. Who does the, it have? The original Timothy one. Oliphant? The original one is crazy. Like it, it's a. It's yeah. It's a correctly titled the crazy, but that movie just feels wild because it, it again. It's like it, it feels like a a whole movie done with a, a slightly larger budget and it's in color. Everything. Season I don't know. Of the witch. I've never heard of that. I would like to check them out more. Yeah, he, uh, he also did uh, the O.J. Simpson Juice on the Loose, which is a TV documentary series. <laughs> I just saw that. Which I, I, I was <laughs> laughing with Steve. I'm like, director, that, right? Yeah. This is a horror story. I, I was telling Steve, I'm like, well, that didn't age well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was yeah. made in 74, so 
Definitely before. Oh, my God. You know what's so bad? Dude, you know what's so bad? You did one of Creep Shows, right? Or you directed the whole thing. Yeah. Creep Show. Um, what, I was going to say, you mentioned that last week, right? That that's brought up often with Trick or Treat, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then also he did direct Monkey Shines as well as write it. So, yeah, we've, Is, we've I feel like, yeah, I've seen like, what, six of his movies, seven of his movies? Yeah. Like I've o- the only other one that I think both and I, Chase and I have seen is Monkey Shines. I didn't see Monkey Shines. You haven't seen Creep Show? You didn't watch Monkey Shines with us? No. I've but always it, brought but, this uh, up. You but, guys... Uh, you guys went to go do it. I the said teacher. I was sick. What's I, his name? Who's the guy? <laughs> I write. I know, dude. I totally. What happened was I was sick that night. I said I can't go, and literally the next day, you guys said you missed out on the best thing. We're like monkey shy yes. rocks, <laughs> and I was so yeah, upset. Was like monkey awesome. shy, we had like t-shirts and everything. I was so was upset. Like, I didn't get to see it. Rewind though, Dave. You haven't seen Creep Show? I thought we talked about this. No, I've never even heard of that oh. until um, last week or wow. whenever. Yeah. I, I suggest you both. All I'd see when you guys click on Creep Show on IMDb, it goes right to the trailer on the top. Does it still do that? Yes. It, yeah. Is that Leslie Nielsen? Yes. And it just says cringe, which just has <laughs> such a different meaning now, I feel like, for <laughs> annoying reasons. Um, but it's um, yeah. I don't know. I I, I suggest it. I mean, I th- I feel like it's on it's it's on AMC or something every year. Um, so I wonder if I maybe seen one of them. Is it? Yeah, it's, just, it's an anthology movie. But like I said, it's different than Trick or Treat because it's not um comedy, fantasy, horror, or all the kind. I believe. How many are there in it? Five. Holbrook. Good cast. Ted Danson. It's a really good cast. Dude. Ed Harris, Stephen King. You guys should definitely uh, watch it if you haven't seen it. It's based on, yeah, it's, I don't know if. Yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do a little bit of, a little bit more of him now that we're watching horror movies. And he doesn't time. really have that many movies. No, he doesn't. Uh, um, Night Riders, I've never, I know I've heard of it, never seen it. I Fair feel like. Ed Harris. Martin, have you ever heard of that? I was looking at that yesterday, and I felt like that just sounded familiar, but it sounds crazy. It's like a a serial killer oh kid. God. It's like the story of what's his face, <laughs> Dylan Baker, when he was a kid, basically. Dude, this movie does sound crazy. <laughs> a young man who believes himself to be a vampire goes to live with his elderly and hostile cousin. <laughs> In a small Pennsylvania town, where he tries to redeem his blood craving urges. I want to. I want to watch all. I'm just gonna do a George uh, A. Romero. Um. Yeah, you know, I think he's an exciting guy. Like, you know, like this. This, this movie is like, you know, it's it's so it's it's hard to like. I it's one of those movies where you really wish you could place yourself. Like in those shoes in 1968, and picture the movie's scary. It is like there's no, yeah, like, and that's a um, one of the things, like, I, I, like, I, I don't want to credit myself for thinking about this, but like, one of the things that I read another review mentioned, and I should just credit that person, but I don't remember who it was, <laughs> but uh, but I'll credit myself for finding it interesting. <laughs> one of the things they said, um, that uh like to like picture at the time you had no idea what a zombie was was the first time you actually 
know, like get any inkling of what it is, is on the radio when they're saying yeah. they're eating the flesh of other people. Cause at first on the radio, it's like, they're murdering, they're coming back to life or there's, it's just like murderous people. Are they even saying they're coming back to life? No. Well, they I say it late. They say it on the TV. But, but basically the first time you hear that they're actually eating people is on the radio. And that's just such a casual thing to have on in the background. Because like, if you think all we've seen up until this point is like a, a looking man, uh, like hit Johnny against the, the gravestone. Like he, you know, like it just looks like an, a, 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 a freak attack. And we don't know that he was most, you notice like it takes her until she's right up on to even notice there's anything wrong with him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, this guy. Yeah. Just, just looks like a grungy man walking down the street. Maybe, maybe he's homeless. Um, and, and just so much other parts of this, like the fact that you can come back to life, uh, there's something that I wanted to ask, which I, I don't know if this is like more into the weeds of the movie. Well, do you want to uh, hold off on that before let's try to finish yeah. the facts before we get into that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you got to like one fact and then we just started. Right <laughs> no, we got, we went through two. I just, started no, I right thought right. we went through a lot. Did we not? No, we only went through two. <laughs> um, but pretty much like this, it was only a 30 day shoot, by the way. I didn't know if you guys knew that it was a very short shoot. Which I mean, it, it feels it like feels it. like it. You could definitely see that it could, like, it was like. If I'm not mistaken, I think most of the things are like one, one shot, like pretty one much. cut. You yeah, know, you like, could definitely tell. Like it's each take. scene is like, okay, guys, we'll come back tomorrow and do that next scene. And there's a couple times I think where they're like breaking into the house or something where they're like, we can't break that window again. Not yet. Not yet. We got it. We got this shot. Well, speaking of the house, I'll go into the the two big facts about the house. So the house used for the film was actually loaned to the filmmakers by the owner who planned on demolishing it anyways. So when the production came across it for location scouting, Romero jokingly stated, we could do that for you. And the production pretty much, they had to completely clean up the actual farmhouse to make it look or appear livable. And uh, John A. Russo noted that the kitchen was the first room they cleaned as they thought a clean place to have lunch was the most important factor of being on a workable set, which is what? pretty funny. Look at that. What do you Look know? at that. But what a time. the house also didn't have running water. So John A. Russo, George Romero, and the production designer, that is Vincent D. Oh, I'm going to butcher this last name. It's Verkinski. Vervinsky. They had to stay in the house each night and they settled for cat baths every morning. Russo remembers having to boil water over the stove and sleep on cots. He also remember founding, oh, I'm just going to say Vincent. I'm not going to say that last name again. On the front porch in the morning, pouring water on sheep intestines to make it more cinematic, to get it ready for, you know, the zombies coming in. Which I think is kind of cool. To this small films, that's great. That's a, it's a now. Great I story. have no facts whether or not the house was demolished afterwards. I hope it wasn't, but most likely it was. But I mean, I find it interesting that everything that they do in that house, they do not care whether or not you know they're damaging windows, they're damaging anything because it's going to be demolished anyways. Which I think right. is pretty cool. But I wonder what their budget was to fix things if they messed something up. Well, 
Yeah, I guess you know? that's it. I mean, I guess that's why a lot of there's not. If you look at the windows, I guess you never really see glass. You always just see the boards boarded up. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think. I think there's only like one or two different shots of like windows with glass in it. Well, one of the things they also did uh, with the boards was like they for like for continuity, they would label them. Yeah. Like on the back, like A or B, so they knew where it would go. And apparently, you can see the letters like on some of the yeah because they nailed them in backwards. But there is a glass continuity in this movie, which is uh the truck that is focused on the house, you know, that they break the headlights to is not the, the same truck that yeah. ends up blowing up. So when you see the truck that blows up, the headlights are still okay. So speaking of the, the truck, uh, when the zombies are eating the bodies out of the burnt truck, they're actually just eating roasted ham covered in chocolate sauce. I just think that sounds disgusting. Eating ham with chocolate on it. I just think that's gross in general even if they're making it look like kind of like bloody bodies. Could you imagine being an extra being like, okay, here's a, here's a big chunk of piece of ham. I want you to eat it with chocolate. Chocolate. All over it. That sounds nasty. It is nasty. But then they, they like said that they're like pale or whatever. Yeah. It, it helped. It did help them. They didn't need to put too much makeup on every actor because they thought, well, no one's really going to be paying attention to the makeup it's better off if they're just looking at like they're already pale enough that they're eating something so horrific anyways. Yeah. So it did help it them in a, the long run. So I think the black and white, whether or not it was a creative decision, it was, it a was good the, decision. it was a good decision. I think there is a colored remastered yeah. version somewhere. Well, um, I will state, uh, that last week I said, I think it was last week that I said that I think I, I, thought that this was a better movie than dawn of the dead its sequel because um i just felt like this just had like a like a more classic feel in the sequel i remembered feeling more cheesy but now that i've watched it i will say the sequel is amazing it's so awesome but it is still super cheesy and one of the things is the uh, zombie makeup they're just all like blue you know which is fine like it's a choice like you can like put yourself in that mind. Like I guess there, there are no blood circulation, so they're all blue. But it just looks so. Like everyone is just in makeup, is what it looks like, and uh, and the blood is just hyper red. Like, but um, it's such a cool movie. It's awesome. <coughs> so Night of the Living Dead, it was inducted in the Horror Host Hall of Fame in 2011 in the behind the screams category for most haunted film in history, which I think is pretty cool. The most haunted film in history. I hope that it still has that title. Why the most haunted film? Yeah. Well, I, like the set was haunted. I feel like, I don't know. It's just the most haunted film. That's the movie that like every cast member died afterwards. Not really every cast member. Just a little girl. (laughs) No, there's, there's all right. Look up like poltergeist deaths and we'll do a whole 15 minute segment on this. Go. No, no, I know poltergeist was a curse. So it was the exorcist. They brought in a real priest to bless the set. I did not know that. Often with, uh, uh, if a horror movie has religious undertones, they're speaking of demons, they'll often bring a priest in to bless the set. 
but I know the Exorcist one was bad, and so was Poltergeist. So if this was worse, I'd love to hear why. I think maybe it's just saying like this was a scary movie. Scary. I'm I'm guessing that's <laughs> pretty Jesus much. Jesus, like all I have is this paragraph in front of me. I don't have any more details. I'm you sorry. You guys are asking me <laughs> things I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, let's go. Boop, 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 boop. Let's go into this one. I like this fact because I wish they kept it in and they didn't. When the zombie assault is happening at the house at the end of the film, Barbara snaps out of her derangement. Survival instinct kicks in and she reacts to the zombies with anger and rage, fighting with them with everything she got to keep them away. This is a leftover concept that was one of Romero's early drafts of the script, which would have featured Barbara as a more, far more powerful and strong character. The trait was later used in the 1989 remake by Tom Savini. Mm-hmm. I think they should have kept that in because I'm not going to lie. I wasn't really a big fan of Barbara the whole time, but I will tell you, I think <laughs> oh, what Dave yeah. was, I like Ben. I, I don't want to keep steering us down roads of things I was reading while I came across <laughs> this, but I just, I came across this like overly misogynistic <laughs> review of the 1990 remake of the guy being like, I am so sick of them trying to make female empowered leads in movies. And this is a review from of the 1990 movie, but it was on IMDb from the year 2000. And I was like, oh, buddy, you're going to have a tough time. A tough time. (laughs) Like, it's it's also like he was talking about horror. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, horror is the genre that, like, female leads have been dominating for, like, decades Decades. now. Exactly. Like, final girls have always been crushing it. Um, um, it's a horror trope. That's what I'm saying. I I think what Dave said about like not like stepping back and really thinking about it, like if you're in their shoes, because I will tell you a lot of that movie, I kept pretty much saying like shoot him in the head. Why are you shooting for the like yeah. arms? Or it's like run away. You it's, don't a, know. it's a guy after you. You should run. But at the same time, well, it's it's decades of me knowing the knowledge of a zombie of that these people don't even have a clue or like this isn't even like something that they can fathom as something that's fake or real. Yeah. And I think that does help me kind of like feel bad for Barbara, but at the same time. Yeah. I'm like so torn about her. She's like almost like, um, Shelly Duvall. Yeah. In my mind, like in from the shining where I'm like, where like part of me is like, is she doing something like really good here or is she just like God awful? And I cannot tell like, or is she like, cause I like, I'm almost leaning on the God awful level, but like she almost does play this. Like, like even though she doesn't see her brother get eaten or whatever, like she was just having this like nice or not nice day. They're visiting their father's grave, but they were having like a stupid conversation about how, isn't she just like, I wish the summer was daylight savings or whatever she says. And uh, and then like th- that whole thing happens with the zombie or the ghoul, the guy, and she's just so so like shook by that. Like she like just like puts the car in neutral, drives into a tree, runs away, and everything's scaring her. And then like once she gets into the house, she's just in a catatonic state. And I kind of feel like she pulls it off well, but so much of her dialogue is crazy. But I'm also like, this is also just like old timey acting. Yeah. Too, like. Johnny, like you're kind of overselling it. I, I like yeah. Ben in this movie. 
I love Ben. He's just so cool. He's so hip. He's so rad. It's Ben. Ben is the man. Well, speaking of Ben, uh, fans of the film are still split over Cooper's plan or Ben's plan. And it's like a debate that has been waging over decades and decades and decades. And to be honest, I, I, I kind of don't know what side to be on. Don't you, though? I, I, I want to say inward, it, okay, because if whose you're plan inwards, turns out to be the good plan. It's going to be it's going to be Cooper's. Cooper had the better plan. But at the yeah. same time, I honestly do believe that Ben's plan would have worked if everyone stick to it. Other than Jamie just going, no, I'm going with you guys. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna ruin everything. And then Cooper going, well, I'm not gonna let you in the house. I think everything could have been fine if everyone stuck to the plan and they didn't. Well, That's my I big also, argument for both. I also think like, like okay, so there's definitely like huge social and racial undertones that are going on in this movie that like George A. Romero himself has claimed that. He didn't do on purpose, but it's like so clearly there. Yes. But then years later, he's like, it was the 60s. Everyone was angry. Everyone was trying to say something like everyone had these thoughts in their heads. But I think like one of the biggest things in this uh, in this movie is that like it's not necessarily the plans that are dividing them. It's that upstairs, Ben is in control. Downstairs, Cooper, Cooper is in, in control. control. And so it was a power struggle of like, I don't want to give up my control to this man who's like really like like way more uh, like um, short fused than Ben is, who is like so cool, so calm. Like he is just like, this is what's going on. Like I'm trying to figure out a way to survive and everyone else is just losing their head. Like the only time Ben loses is cool is to calm someone else down. Yes. Like when he slaps Barbara, like it's just like, Oh, he doesn't slap. He, he soccer punches her. Let's, let's be clear. He He, he does not, he does not slap her, (laughs) which, you know, like it, it, I feel like uh, it should be talked about. Like he felt uncomfortable at the time doing that. Like he, he felt like this is 1968. Like the, yeah. Like race tensions in America were at an all time high. I don't know if you read this trivia fact. I thought it was super interesting. But when they find when they finished the first dub of this movie, um, um, what's his name? Jonathan Russo and George A. Romero w- drove to New York to um you probably read this bit of trivia. This is another double trivia that I read way further down that it was a much longer paragraph. But they drove to New York to screen it as soon as they could, like to find yes. any theater that would do it. And um, and that was actually April 4th, uh, 1968. And that was the day that Martin Luther King was killed. Oh, I did um, not know that. Yeah. And so I don't really know if they ended up like not trying to screen it or like what was going on. But it's just like like this was like a really like crazy time in the country, like in the special, especially as far as race goes. And um, what was his name? Dwayne. It's Dwayne Jones. Dwayne Jones. That, Is it Dwayne? I think I know it's Jones. It's something Jones. Um, yeah, Dwayne Jones as Ben. He didn't. He didn't want to do the slap because he felt uncomfortable with it naturally. And he's like, I'm pretty sure this was almost an entirely white cast, and he's the only black actor. And he was like, 
I, you know, like, I just don't think like, you know, like, like, I don't want that heat on me is basically what he was saying. And George A. Romero was like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't like, he thought it would be unhip to take it out. And years later, after um, the actor passed, he admitted, George A. Romero admitted that he kind of wished he listened to him more. And, you know, like, and he felt like he wasn't really seeing eye to eye with him. And it was like, he further went on to say in these comments, I think, that he really wishes he could know what he would think about it now that this movie is such a cult hit, like, you know, because they didn't really even know. I believe he died in 1980. I thought he was the best. Well, it does seem like he does have probably the biggest filmography afterwards. Well, this is another fact. I honestly, I didn't put this one in because it was one of those big, long paragraphs. Uh But he actually, uh, Dwayne Jones, he was the one of the only actors that pretty much rewrote his whole entire dialogue throughout the movie. Like his original person was supposed to be, I think it was like a truck driver. It was like a big semi truck driver who was supposed to be like Uh real mean and nasty and rude. And he came in going, well, I think honestly the character wouldn't be that. And I think that's goes into the whole punch thing where it's like, I think the character you wrote originally maybe would have done that. But this character that I've made is more of a simple man who honestly is like everybody else. But at the yeah. same time is in a situation and the only way to act is being cool, calm and collective. Yeah. And yeah. like, I think several, like even the guy who played Cooper went on saying he really did like go over and beyond with his character development in his own. Yeah, every, Everyone said that he was like one of the greatest parts of the cast. Which I again, I think he's probably no. I think Cooper does a really good job too. But I, I, I think that th- those two are definitely yes the best actors. But I think Dwayne Jones, as far as I read, he seemed to be they got him from like local theater or something. Like, I, like it sounds like a lot of these people were like friends or just like you know like nobody's n- not necessarily big movie stars. This is almost all everyone's first role ever. Um. Which I read a fact that I'm like, I don't think I believe this just based on the fact that they couldn't, like, it didn't seem like they were even going after big stars. And forgive me, I don't even know if this person's a big stars, but they went um, for Mr. Rogers' wife, I believe. What? Um, And Mr. Rogers, apparently, this was in the trivia, Mr. Rogers was like, no. And I'm like, I don't know if I believe that, but why this is so obscure, it probably has to be true, but I don't know. I, I don't know. He's like, I don't think that'd be nice, neighbor. I think I think that's the devil's work. Um the last trivia I do have, and I it to be honest, it sounds when I'm gonna say it, you're gonna be like, Wow, that that's it. I just found this kind of funny and interesting in a way. But the body that was uh, upstairs in the house was actually made by George Romero. He was the one that yeah. made the body, and he used ping pong balls as the eyes. Kills eleven with the kills the the woman with the hoe. Yeah, that part's brutal. Yeah, no, that that is brutal. But I I will tell you, after watching a Halloween movie and watching Night of the Living Dead back to back, I was like, this just seems like Michael Myers all over again. Um, well, that was another. What's the rating on your DVD say? 
Uh, well, this was that's another fact. I don't know if you got this was the year of or the year before um, the MPAA came up with their rating system. So this wasn't rated. This doesn't have a rating on the box. I don't think. Yeah, mine it says, says non. Yeah, mine. Yes. So mine like it, that was part of uh, Roger Ebert's review is he's like, I don't think children should be seeing this because like <laughs> the, you were allowed to go if you were a children. If you're if you were a children. If you were a children. Yes. If you were a children of the corn. But um, uh, but um, but um, but um. But yeah, so that's pretty much the end of my facts. I guess we can go. I mean, we've already been talking a lot about the movie, but like I, I do, I, I feel like I already talked about Barbara pretty well. I think we both or we all three somewhat agree. Ben is, you know, the rad guy you're going to follow. If you were in a, yeah. if you were in, so I was thinking about like our old episodes from like a year ago where it's like, if we were a part of the time travel team, who would you want in your, you know, in your time capsule, whatever? If I was in a zombie apocalypse, oh, I, I definitely want Ben. And that, like, I mean, not not for this reason at all, but I feel like he, that guy is probably most definitely racist. But for the zombie killing ability, that guy with a cowboy hat or whatever at the end, that's just like, oh, yeah. yeah, we're just shooting them all up. Like, aim for I the know, eye. I, I felt like that, like that also, like that whole ending was supposed to purposely give you these like images of like, you know, like a mob almost like, a, you know, like, it, like whether it's like a lynch mob or just like any sort of mob, yeah. like it was Anybody, definitely supposed to give you those vibes. One and, of the uh, uh, scarier images is, is when they're, when they're a mob format, because um, it's just a bunch of regularly dressed people who look a little bit more messed up. It's like that, the, yeah. The the terror of seeing Linda from the supermarket, but now Linda's dead and she's trying to eat your flesh. Like, I don't know. I love it. It's a new brand of it was a new brand of horror at the time. Okay. Or at least it was popular. Just, Steve just brought up a good another goodie. But uh I think that's something I guess we get twice in this. But more appropriately, I guess uh, just once with Barbara and Johnny. You get it with the mother and daughter, but the the like crazy part of seeing what you said linda from the supermarket but when she sees johnny she's just like what the fuck you're just one of those things now like that is like a zombie trope of seeing someone you love and then that like oh fuck fuck moment you know like and she gives up at that like that's her ending right there like she just dies at that point um and same with the mother like she sees her daughter and like but she's not really aware of what's happening at that moment but her uh, Barbara is aware of what's happening at that moment. I guess. I guess that's that's also another somewhat. I would you say that's also a trope? Guess the end, where it's like, what? Like I guess we talked about it in the beginning a little bit, but like you know how we said, like the survivors themselves are kind of problematic. Wouldn't you say that like, like their team, if you really think about it, was very poorly structured. And it, I mean, I get it. They're they're making something in the like in yeah, chaos. They yeah, they're pretty much just doing the best they can in a row. Too. But what I'm saying is, do you think that it all falls apart? Is always a zombie trope in most films? Is like mostly every team when they add new elements or if they don't have enough time to get a good plan, it always falls apart. I mean, like if you think yeah. of Army of the Dead that just came out this year. Like that's uh, a huge like 
everything's yeah, falls fucking apart because they add people don't listen to the plan or they completely go off plan. Like, I feel like that's a, is that a trope? That's pretty much what I'm asking. Yeah. Like, I think uh, it turning into a shit show is absolutely. Steven. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, uh, I feel like the there's always a high body count. That's that's a that's a guarantee. But uh, there's been a f- few exceptions where um, maybe they find like World War Z or they like or uh, I am Legend. I guess your 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 main character dies, but you get the oh, you're a rare I, case where where um, you have a couple survivors that make it out alive. Okay, I so, did want to mention this actually, and I thought uh, Steve, you have read I Am Legend, have you not? Yeah, I love that book. Um, I didn't realize how old that book is, A, and B, that's one of the main inspirations for this movie. Holy shit, I did not know that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the story um, of the last man on Earth is not alone. Is, is a lot. Omega Man, they made an old movie called Omega Man. There's another old movie called... That's based Black on man. I Am Legend? Or just, like, it's inspired by... Yeah. Um, I, I read the entire Wikipedia plot on I Am Legend, and then I stopped at the last paragraph because I was like, I want to fucking read this now. Like, yeah, it's really good. I was super into it. But, like, so they're basically vampires in that book. But the thing that yes. I guess, like, is it yeah. that they attach with the the zombie aspect is that half of the vampires in that book are people that, like, turned into vampires so they're still conscious Mm -hmm. and they're not as bad as the other vampires that have died and come back to life and they're more like mindless violent people um and so that was just one of the main inspirations for this and i thought that was fascinating because yeah, I thought that be. was like a graphic novel from 2000 or something until Steve yeah, told a, me the book. It's a novella too, so it's actually really short. I think it's only like 200 pages. Wow, I gotta, very I, short. I, I want to burn through that too. It's a really good. It took yeah, it took me less than a week to to, to read that book. And then um, it's why when all my friends were hyped up about the movie, I was like ah, oh, because I had just read the book. <laughs> like, and then they announced the movie, and I was like oh, and I felt like one of those. Your classic critic. I was like, the book is so much better. But it is. The book is so much better. Well, Steve, you are that classic critic. That's why we have you on here. Yes, sir. I, so <laughs> I guess so. I don't I don't think so. Um Steve Dillick, if I am legend, two thumbs down. <laughs> you, like wait, them. so we I feel like we've discussed it. You don't like it at all. I do. I do. I like Will Smith. I like the movie. I just think the yeah. book is because one of the parts of the book, spoilers for this book from the 50s, everyone, but one of the parts of the book that I read was that he's alone for so fucking long, he finally finds a dog. And then I'm like, nice, this nice. is the I Am Legend, I know. And then it's like, but the dog is sick and dies a week later after he's so excited to finally have company. I'm like, no, come on. And so the movie really ran with that aspect, obviously. Of like, you know, we got to have this dog in it for a good 75% of the movie. Well, you made- There's also a character the movie, uh, I guess, like, they touch he on... He bangs a vampire, I guess. There's like, sounds like. Doesn't he have a kid with the vampire? I think there's a kid... There's a character... Oh, don't Mike tell me. I, I didn't read the last paragraph. Oh, sorry. I ruined it. It was 50 years ago. 60 years ago. He has, sorry. He has 70 years ago. With, 70. His, with this uh, character that's half-turned. They don't get to really see in the movie for obvious creative decisions, but there's a character in the book that he talks to frequently and uh, was left out of the movie or changed, I guess, to a smaller role. 
it's uh, it sounds like it's a perfect example of like I always am like don't think like that, but I'm always like wow this 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 book sounds like such a good plot for back then, for back then as if like you know like the Odyssey or whatever didn't come from thousands and thousands of years ago. You know, like, yeah. Just like I don't know why like I can't wrap my head around good plots and good storytelling has been a thing forever. Like it's what I experience every time I'm watching a Twilight Zone. But so, we digress. So mostly me. I, I noticed something in this movie that they did that I couldn't tell if this was just how they did horror back then or if this was just a typical thing. It, it, it kind of reminds me, I'm going to say something that I probably will regret saying, but I don't care. Uh, if we look back at It's a Wonderful Life. They how had, dare you? But they had tons of like old TV scenes where you're watching like a news broadcast or something of like, you know, the parades or something. And I know in Trick or Treat, they had the news broadcasts of like the parade yeah. is going on. It Like this movie pretty much, I want to say a solid 10 minutes is watching a screen of a TV watching what's going on in the world. Which I really enjoyed. Which I, I really agree. Enjoyed. I think that's something that's very unique that they didn't focus, like, just doing small details. They focused on a TV for, like, a solid... I know for, like, a solid three minutes you're staring at this TV screen while the other characters are not even in the, like, screen. There's a lot of dramatic irony there. The audience knows what's going on, but the characters don't. And I like that, too. Well, again, there's a lot of... Um, why, why is there irony, though? I, I'm confused dramatic about that. Iron, dramatic irony. It's when the audience knows something that the characters don't. Yeah, they but don't, what does the audience know, know that the yeah, characters don't? Yeah, they're learning the same time that we're learning. But Chase was just sitting there. There's a broadcast where there's nobody in the room. No, they're that in is, the room. They're watching the same broadcast as we're seeing. It's pretty much POV. Yeah. Is there any characters always? Yeah, they're, they're always, always watching the TV. I thought there was like a scene where there's a there's a television just playing while they're like. I don't think so. There, I don't usually think so. when we're watching the broadcast, we're we're honed in on the, and I think it's absolutely to um to just add to the dread of the entire movie, like to the dread of the scenes, like to the dread of, and it's like I mean like. I think we can, like, you know, probably not the first time in decades since the 60s, but are we can currently very much relate to, like, a sense of dread from watching the TV and how things just feel like they're hopeless or whatever. But that was very much going on in the 60s as well. I mean, a lot of, like, film historians and everyone was saying this was a Vietnam parable. And again, George A. Romero is like, it wasn't, <laughs> but you know, it, like it could have been. Uh, <laughs> yeah. People were like, I read a fact that it was like, although none of the ghouls were Vietnamese, <laughs> I was like, it doesn't, they don't have to be Vietnamese for it to be a parable. But uh, I don't really know if I agree with that, but I, I think it's just in general, it was just like, this is like a, a reflection of a time of like, deep anxiety you know yes. like and it all coming to a head like and uh like i don't want to be that guy but i was just watching dawn of the dead and i'm thinking the the news reports and that um which i'm glad you brought up the news reports because the next movie has 
amazing news reports where basically the people in the studio are like losing their mind. Like the experts they have on are just like screaming at the oh anchor and the anchor is just like swigging from a bottle of booze. And he's just like, and then they're just like, quiet down, quiet. You can just hear people in the background just freaking out. And they're like, we're just trying to bring you the news. <laughs> and they're all just like so fucked up. And it's like really like chaotic and great. But um, I don't remember where I was going with that rant. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that's, I, it's definitely something that I've noticed a lot of horror movies do it where they're always, there's always, and I mean like for even looking at scream, which shout out to Jack who hates that movie because I had a huge rant with him the other day about last week's episode, but, uh, scream, they have literally a character who's a reporter because they know reporters in most horror films are very like the news or, you know, just the idea of mask media or like anything of people finding out information is such a big element in most of these films. Mm, sensationalism and death yeah, and murder. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I feel like I can't think in Halloween any news. I, I There's so much and I'm not going to bring it Usually up. Usually news is always, I wouldn't say this is the case of Scream because it's a whole plot point, but usually news is just this, it's serving exposition. It's yeah. serving exposition for the audience and the, the characters in the movie, you know, like. Well, if anything, and I feel like going back with Trick or Treat, they kind of, they used it as the irony, like the the kind of like, it's yeah. it's the information the audience are getting, but most people, I mean, if you, let's say you're sitting in your house and you have the news on most times you're not really listening to the news. It's just white noise. So it's definitely something that most people will just, that's where you're getting your exposition from. But I definitely, there's, there is something I did want to talk about and it's, and I will tell you, I don't know why it made me laugh so hard, but in the opening of this movie, when she gets first attacked by the first zombie, when she gets into the car and he just is like slamming on the window and then goes for that rock, I lost it. I don't know why, but it like, if you really look at it, his makeup isn't really zombified. He just yeah. looks like a homeless person trying to like kidnap yeah, just a her. crazy man. Like this is like a Florida man attacks Barbara. I, I thought I was at, you know, the, the Taco Bell drive through again. I thought I was, you know, getting mugged again by that homeless man. Like it, um, it, it gave me that like is, scares. It is uh it's it's funny because like I'm I'm talking about how we had to like erase the zombie knowledge <laughs> to really appreciate this. But at the same time, like if you go in with like any zombie knowledge, you're like, why is this guy picking up a brick and smashing <laughs> this window? Like that that's not zombies, I know. The little girl at the end stabs her mother to death, which is like not zombies, I know. But that uh, continues in Night of the uh, in Dawn of the Dead too, because I was wondering if they would drop that. I was like, is this the the first step of the modern zombie? And we just haven't figured out that why the fuck would they be like sentient enough to use weapons or tools? You know, like that doesn't really make sense. And if they're like just like you know, because like most. I feel like the idea behind a zombie is that some sort of parasite or something is just taking over your brain, really. Yeah. And it's moving your muscles or whatever, but, like, your whole, like, you know, whatever. You're not actually thinking. Um, 
not that there's any logic to zombies at all, but uh, but yeah, this the Dawn of the Dead. There, there's multiple characters that are just holding on to guns, and I kept being <laughs> like, "Are they going to use these guns?" But there's a really funny scene at the end of the movie when the main, like, one of the main characters is fighting off like a horde of zombies. And this zombie that you've seen holding an M16 the entire time goes up to the main guy and pushes him and grabs the rifle that the main guy has. And then he tugs it away from him and then looks at the new rifle, the sniper rifle, and then looks at the M16 and then throws the M16 <laughs> on the ground and then just starts walking around like all happy. And I'm like, this is so weird for like zombies to have like, like I feel like I'm watching a thought process. But this, um, I, I guess it's, again, I'm, I feel like I can't keep talking about Dawn of the Dead, but I'm trying to, like, define George A. Romero's zombie lore, because one of the well, things... From this movie, it just started to, it's the, the original trilogy. You yeah. You kind of evolve through the original tri- trilogy. So when one of the... Dead, you'll see more, I think, of... I think they shoot guns in that, according to the picture I saw. Do they? Do you remember? They do. He gave a head. He did a shake. He did <laughs> he's a head like, shake. I don't. He's like, I'm a little worried, but uh, <laughs> no, I, like I, I, I think I'm gonna enjoy it because I, I was like, I think it holds up. Also, talk about. Um, I'm trying to think. Maybe you could help, but of a good example of such a drastic shift in first to second. For some reason, the like the the, the small scaleness, like the total like plotlessness almost of the first movie to the second one being a full blown like monster it's in color there's like way more of a cast there's way more action you probably see like hundreds of zombies get their heads blown off in the second one they're in a mall so like everything's so much bigger there's like a motorcycle gang that attacks them at the end. Like it couldn't be more like if you show those movies side by side and you're like, these are a part of the same series. You'd be like, what outside of the zombies? I really don't see it, but um, I'm trying to think of another example. That's like that. There has to be one. The Riddick movies are like that pitch black to Chronicles of Riddick, I guess, is similar to that. That's why I was thinking of that, because I just watched those. But pitch black is like on a small planet, completely contained plot of like them trying to survive this crazy planet of these animals that are coming out after dark. And then the second one is like actually Vin Diesel is the chosen one to fight the war on the demons that have come up from like down below that are taking over the galaxy planet by planet. Like it's such a crazy leap in plot logic, but uh, not bad, but um, ah, fuck. I forget what it is. Oh, the thing I was going to say is that they mentioned in Dawn of the dead that they seem to like doing what they used to do. That's why some of them are still roaming around the mall, which I think is in another zombie movie, but I can't remember what. I don't. Uh... Like that the zombies are like doing things that they would normally. Is it Shaun of the Dead maybe? or I might be thinking of the video game. What video game? Zombies oh. Ate My Neighbors? No. That's, a good, that's an old what's, one. What's, what is it? 
This is part of the whole zombie talk I want. I wanted to go into video games. And we didn't really do that because we Which video game is the one where they're in the mall? And he has to try to save everyone in the mall. Oh, Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead. No, not not Left 4 Dead. Dead. Um, Dead uh, Rising. Dead Rising. I, I might be thinking of that because I know in Dead Rising, if you walk around the, like, the mall, there's still people who are like picking up and shopping things, but they're not like really yeah, paying. Yeah, that's kind like, of what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, they're like acting like they're shopping, but they're not but shopping. But they're not shop. Like they're, they'll go on rides, but I don't know if that's just a game because it's like, oh, look, the zombies on the Ferris wheel or, or. The other thing I wanted to ask you guys, which is established in Night of the Living Dead, not Dawn of the Dead. But it, I was looking for it in Dawn of the Dead, and I'm going to look for it in Day of the Dead because I'm very curious about this. But they say in Night of the Living Dead, I believe on the news, that if you die, you come back. They don't yeah. say if you're bitten and you die, you come back. They say if you die, period, no, they, you come they, back. Oh, well, they say it in, they say it in uh, the first one. That's what I'm saying. In the news report, they say... Yeah. People who are di- dead are coming back to life, and they'll say and is it that only just because they don't understand. What they they say? So they're like, so how do we dispose of these bodies? And they're like, well, you have to burn it, and you have to do it fast. They're like, what? How long does it usually take? And they say, well, yeah. it takes up to minutes. That's the scene I'm talking about. That exact. Yeah. It, it, that's they're saying all dead bodies are coming back to life, but are they? Or they say any recently deceased persons are coming back to life. But are they just saying that because they don't understand yet? Or because this is the only reason it confuses me. Because I swear The Walking Dead was the first zombie comic. It's like it started in the comic, not the show. Uh, like, but the, the fact that everyone is infected. Spoilers I- for season one and <laughs> volume seven of the comic and season one of the show but everyone is in fact it's actually the end of season two is where you find that out i think you're right but at the same time i think they definitely say any recent dead because it would make sense on it would make sense on uh on cooper for becoming his or his daughter becoming his daughter i was trying to think of examples within this movie like the only one we know is like we don't exactly know what happened to johnny but we know Cooper, it happens to Cooper, but technically she got she his gets, arm bitten off. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, you could definitely tell. Ah, well, I guess you're right. Because if she bit him. I also read, and I don't even know if I need to bring this up, but it was just like I, what I thought was a poignant point before I actually finished the movie was that like um, that every character in this movie like dies at the hand of supernatural except the one black character who gets shot, shot. down by yes. people wielding guns at the end and i was like wow that's like pretty deep that if that's true and then i realized that like he shoots cooper at the end of the movie and i was like well cooper I, for all we know might have died from his daughter probably but no he definitely it, killed I, him like, so there are i don't know if you read them there are two facts about bringing up your your theories of what you're saying because okay. one fact which i can't find now but i know i read it it was talking about how jo- not johnny who was the kid who died in the was it thomas did we ever learn Tommy? her name we know her name was Julie. I don't remember the kid's name. The boy's Wait, name. Wait, what do you mean? The from the uh, young man? The one that, yeah, the young man who dies in the truck. 
There um, was there was a scene in the original script or one of the drafts of the script that he was actually ben? no, oh, not Ben. No. But Ben comes uh, across the the truck again to see if there's any survivors and he sees her him eating his girlfriend. Oh, I didn't pick that up. That so it's him. that well, it's not in the movie, but it's it's definitely uh, that was a thing that was in the facts. And then another fact was they were talking about Cooper, and originally what? Tom. Yeah, Tom. Uh, originally, Cooper was actually supposed to be the one that Ben finds eating, or uh, his wife finds. He, it was going to be Cooper eating his daughter. As a zombie. Oh, okay. But they also thought that was too frightening, and I guess that's kind of like going back to like what we said in Trick or Treat, mm. where it's like, we don't really want to see a parent killing or eating their child. So we're going to have it flipped around instead. Have the child eat the parent. So technically, if you really think about it, with both of those facts, it shows anyone recently. So if like Cooper actually lived, we know that it was Ben that killed him that turned him into a zombie. Mm. Wait, we, do we ever solve that? Do you do you not absolutely think that they, if they just all went into the basement, they would have just lived? I think I think two things. I think if anything, I agree with you. I think they could have lived if they stayed in the basement for a day. But if they were going to make an actual like, not or civilization, but well, or I'm anything, I'm just saying like we literally see it play out that. Ben goes into the basement, waits it out, comes out. Yes. And unfortunately gets shot immediately, but Well, let's know. let's also be honest, if they all go to the basement, they also have an infected person who yes. probably the parents would not it, allow anyone to harm her in any and they way don't possible. Know, yeah, anyways. they don't know how it works yet. And, you know, I think I think that's also a big factor that we keep forgetting. But I don't know. I think both plans in reality have merits. At the end, it was just, I don't think they, 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 they were all on different pages, which I don't understand why you would execute something that you knew everyone wasn't on the same page. Like, you knew everyone had their own opinions on what was going to happen, and you just fully trusted everybody on mm. something that you already think was half-assed anyways. If I was going to, you know, if I was going to make that plan, I would have made sure, is everyone 100% willing to do this? Or is everybody 100% on this plan and knows exactly what would happen and have backup plans in case something like that happened? Because in, in, if you really think about it, Thomas was the one that fucked everything up, too. He was like, yeah, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to get the toes and completely spray gas everywhere. Come on. <laughs> you filled Judy, up. Is yeah. that her name or Helen she's, or Judy? Judy yeah. And she's just like, I'm going to join you guys. That whole truck scene is was just a, shit, such a show. shit show. And it was, it was pretty much everyone was like, what the fuck are you doing? You know yeah. what, what, you know what the plan yeah, is, is and you're like, fucking it up. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Exactly. And then yeah. like, he and goes, he's in like, and don't drive the, the car away. And then they just drive away and explode. And he's like, God, Damn it. That was my best chance it's, of getting it's, it out it's of It's literally this. like they all are like, no, we're going to do our own fucking plan. And they, it yeah. just goes to shit. I think There's if anything. crazy people. Yeah. I yeah. think like my, my final opinion is honestly, I think both could work because we know Cooper's plan would have worked. But we also know if Ben's plan would have worked if everybody just was on the same page. That's my argument for Ben's. 
everyone just chilled the fuck out too. Exactly. Um, I don't know. What are other biggie points that we're missing? I mean, the ending is pretty horrific, which yeah. if I'm going to be honest, I don't know if like I just usually finish this movie, then get shot. I'm like, that's so fucked up. And then just stop this movie. But during the credits, you it's literally the like see the yeah, they like stick a meat hook into him, like drag him out of the building, throw him on top of like a pile of corpses, and then burn his body. And I was like, "Holy fuck!" I did yeah, not really realize. Good. Yeah, I did not really realize you see that. I think this movie's part of the reason why we have ratings now. I yeah, swear, this like I can't imagine taking your like child to see this movie in 1968. I agree. You'd be like, "Oh, this kid's having nightmares." Yeah. Um. Because, again, even if this movie is not scaring you all the way up until the end because you don't really understand what the fuck is even going on, when that little girl rises from the dead and then eats her mom... That is the scare. Her dad and then stabs the mom? That's fucked. Messed up. I will tell you... it's messed up. It's... it, It... Matthew, so my brother, he, I, I've learned that he's. Oh yeah, now, did he watch this? With you? Yeah, he's. I think he's just gonna. Jo- he's joining me on my uh, my Halloween run, which I was yeah, really excited that, to hear. Uh, either last but week or the first episode. He, uh, he, he. I think he's just joining me in all. Like today, we were like, oh well, I have to watch Night of the Living Dead, and he's like, is it dumb? I'm like, I don't know. So are you gonna watch no. it with me? Oh, I guess. So he sits down and watches with me, and he's having a good time. We're making, we're kind of making jokes throughout the whole movie. And he, he, he brought up the statement of, could you imagine if we showed like, I don't know, the walking dead or saw or any type of movie that's made today to people in the fifties or in the, in the like late sixties, how much they would fucking go ape shit of how gruesome things are. (laughs) And I, 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 it's definitely something that's interesting because Matthew and I, we both, I mean, this movie, it, for people, I guess, who are used to horror films, it is not scary if you've never seen this movie first. Like, this movie doesn't really have anything fear factor-ish. I mean, the makeup for the zombies are minimalistic at best. It has a scary atmosphere. I, yeah, I, I, I think it's... Yeah, because the worst it could do, because even to me, like, I, I, I fall prey to this, like, every now and then, but it's like... I'll be on my porch at nighttime, like watching a movie or something, and I'll look into the woods, even watching a movie as old and as cheesy, I'll say, as this. You you look into those woods and you think there could be some slow walkers out. Walkers, coral. I think the way the way it's shot too, it's just the same thing with the psycho. Like I wouldn't say it scares me. But there is an eerie atmosphere when you're watching the movie. Psycho. I'm not going to stay at a motel after that. I'll tell you that. Uh, that's what I'm a saying. Motel. I'm not. Go- I'm not going to Kingsbury or wherever they are with, with yeah. all this occurs. So, I, I, I will. I don't want anybody named Ben. I will say. <laughs> I will say something to you guys that it sounds extremely stupid, and it's gonna sound very like you won't believe me. And I, I will. I will find photos of it if I have it. But when I was. I want to say when I was in eighth grade, it was when I started watching horror films, but at the same time, I also, and you guys know I'm obsessed with Batman. So one of my biggest things at my old house was I kept asking for my birthday. My parents would be like, what do you want for your birthday? 
I, for two years, refused to get a birthday gift. So the third year, I can get whatever I wanted. And the gift I wanted was I wanted to change my bedroom door into a hidden door. So no one could know that it's a functional door. So when they, I, I got it, I got it built and everything. When I would watch horror films, I would feel safe because if anybody came after me, no one would know my room was a door, and I would just be totally fine in my room. Yeah, but you're also in the room that the monster comes out of in the first place. Then I'm fucked. (laughs) (laughs) The room that nobody knows is a room. And do you know what, Dave? I never thought about that, and I was so deathly afraid of the dark. You're the monster. Yes, I was so deathly afraid of the dark, I kept my TV on all night, and George Lopez would play. Did so, you show me a picture of that before? I don't. I think I've told you this, but I never found the photo of it. I guess the best it's, way. It's not the same. Do you still, see right? that? You said. Do you see that bookshelf right behind me? That's your bedroom? No. The, this, this was <laughs> at my old house. But it was kind of like this. Okay. And it would literally, I'm not joking, you would just push it and it would push open. And my whole well, room it, would be It there. was a bookshelf? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's super cool. I, I'll try to find a photo of it, but it was years am- ago. One of my friends growing up had like a, a mud room when he walked into the back of his house mm-hmm. that had um, hangers, coat hangers. And it was always like, you know, filled with like jackets, winter jackets or whatever. And it wasn't even like a secret latch or anything. You just like knew where the specific coat hanger is. You could see the seam in the wall, yeah. but you just pulled it and it would be a, a it would bathroom. It would just open it up. That's <laughs> it wasn't awesome. a room. It was just a secret bathroom. See, Which is uh, one of my favorite places to poop in my entire life. That's one I, of my friends had weird uh, his his closet. So his closet, you punched it out. You like it was like one of those punch doors. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There's like there's no handle on it. You just have to press. Yeah, and, and then it, it like clicks. Okay. No, it was really there. Yeah, and then you you press it back closed. And if he followed the hallway, the secret hallway from his closet, it led to his parents' closet. And I thought that was the weirdest passage door. Like, <laughs> why was it there? Why, it was why through your parents' from one closet. closet to another closet? Dude, that That's is creepy. Really weird. And like actually, maybe, maybe when you're like, if they built the house, like maybe when you had like a toddler, so you could oh like. Oh my god! Still though, could you imagine them like you're? If I was a dad, I would. Yeah. It's my dad. That's who it is. The monster in the closet's my dad. I would I would a hundred percent scare my kids. I would sneak into that closet. I would hide in the closet and just make noises and run to my room and be like, Are you okay? What are those noises? The boogeyman's out to get you tonight. Yeah, I just Steve, think- that was a hundred percent my thought was like when you're a kid and you like have like you know like those weird like nightmares or like things on your wall that like you like you have an active imagination you have this whole story behind he that kid is literally thinks he's being haunted in his whole life it's just his parents just his being parents. like you okay sweetie <laughs> 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 yeah. Every night yeah. <laughs> no 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 I, I hear I tried to follow it one time and it sounded like two people having a weird fight <laughs> <laughs> my uh my grandparents oh. also uh they had there's a house on and if you're in Ohio uh Olentangy River Road there's a there's a house that was part of the Underground Railroad. So their house if you go into their basement which I'm not joking is the scariest basement you'll ever that house is 100% haunted. I could uh-huh. tell you haunt like if you don't believe in ghosts 
I could tell you stories about that house that literally my dad has told me years later. That house is definitely the scariest place I've ever been. But anyways, in the basement, what? No, that he's probably the ghost. Um, in in the basement, there's a fake fireplace that if you moved one of the bricks, it would it would shift open and you would push open, and that's where they kept the slaves that would run for the underground railroad. And it was the craziest thing that I've ever seen. But that was like the coolest secret passage I've ever seen as well. How do we get into secret passages? I was talking about, I was talking about door. I was talking about, well, Dave, you were talking about last week that you were paying attention about doors. It was very important. But how do we get, no, I'm not like, I know, I know. I'm trying on us for digressing. Like, that's what we do, but how literally, how do we do it? Like what? I mentioned, I was, so, Oh God, sorry. My brother scared the shit out of me. I was he's so, like, no, I just turned, he, he's just standing on the yeah, stairs. He's going through your walls. Um, I was talking about, <laughs> I was talking about that. I was, you guys were saying on a porch, you, there would be people in the woods. And I said, well, my, my room was a secret door. So no one could find me in my house. Yes, that's yes, that's pretty much what we're saying. Also, I want to exaggerate and said say this happened like multiple times, but it really probably only happened once. But did you guys notice the one, uh, maybe two? I think there might have been two, but there's definitely one very obvious shot where it was like in the house, them talking. They like look out the window, and then it goes to the zombies outside, and they're all standing still as if like. They just heard action and they're like, oh, uh, uh, yes. like then they start walking. Yeah, like I, it was I, definitely I, like cut like yes. 30 seconds too soon or whatever. I back then, yeah. Yeah. I noticed it like twice. There's a uh, couple mob scenes. I feel like you can notice it in. I, or- well, I, I read something about like a really obvious jump cut because a piece of dialogue was cut out that happens in the basement. Yes. It's and- the basement where, uh, Cooper's so, wife is talking, and there's a huge jump cut. How long was your movie that you guys watched? Uh, I want to say it was an hour 36. What did you watch it on? HBO. It was on HBO? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. It is. Uh, so it is an hour and 36, It's an saying? hour and 36. Are you looking at it right now? Uh, no, but I'm... I'm I want to say because Matthew and I were watching Halloween 2, which was an hour and 32. Okay, so on IMDb, it says an hour and 36, too. Then what the fuck? I'm holding the DVD I have called the uncut version, and it's 96 minutes long. Which is an hour and 36. So uncut about this. It sounds like it's the same length as all of them. I don't know what that, I don't know what dialogue Maybe, maybe they that got. line of dialogue is, is in there, Dave. <laughs> But like it's the same, it's the same length as the ones you guys watched. But did you see the jump cuts? Maybe there's only like I don't know a sentence. I saw or so. a million jump cuts, so I couldn't <laughs> okay, tell you. Yeah, like okay. definitely <laughs> way too many. So like I couldn't like when I was reading that trivia, I was like, which one are you talking about? There was so many like odd jump cuts. There that, was like that you know, one definitely stood out because I remember ran out of film and then. Put another real odd. I remember Matthew. Matthew and I were both like, "What the fuck? The, did did we miss something?" Like, no, they definitely just ran out of film and they just put it back in. They're like, "Just go, just end." end no, the I scene. guess it was a result of a uh, flooding. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. The base the basement that they're in at the end of this movie was not a part of that house you were talking about, yes. Chase. It was actually where they were editing the movie. That's where they um in somewhere in Pittsburgh. And uh that got flooded and they lost it was they were like it was like we lost two deleted scenes. One sounded like a super long like scene of dialogue, which I'm like, well, that sounds pretty interesting. Like I wonder how much plot was in that scene and then the other was a group of zombies standing outside of the house and i'm like well it's a good thing there was about 700 of those so you didn't lose that much but um i guess they were able to remaster that years later i think you can look the uh, scenes up if you want to now do it now do, do it, it now. We'll do it right now. I don't do know now. if I want to do just it right kidding. now. I'm just kidding. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Stop. Stop. Um, yeah. I don't know so, what else to say. I feel like I'm I've, surprised we talked this long. Because I remember last night thinking, how are we going to talk about this very short movie with very little plot? Dave, don't lie to yourself. We literally, before we started recording, we were like, I don't know how we're going to talk about this movie. And to be honest, I was also in your agreement of like, I think this is going to be a short episode, but well, honestly, I personally was just tired. I don't know where all my pep came from. It's, it's, like it's the podcast. Pep. I feel like there's always a podcast pep. There's always like you get in, you're like the adrenaline's kicking you in. You're just yeah. Like, you're like, I gotta I'm say words. I'm here. I'm here. I have to do it. <laughs> no dead air. <laughs> uh, I, there's one thing that we know. I will not allow dead air. Even when you're trying to talk, I won't allow your you air. You won't let my air. <laughs> Dave's just taking it, sucking up all the air. <laughs> so I guess we can go into rating it. Uh, okay, so I wanted to mention this, you guys. I was going to mention it before we started recording, but I was like, no, I'm going to drop it on them. Um, Chase? No, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I need your full attention. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I didn't know if you were actually listening because you were turning with your no, one I, ear No, I was listening. I, I, was, so I, couldn't see I wanted that. to make sure I wasn't okay. too loud in my house. So last week, we didn't really know what to rate it out of because we were like, we do horror, are we doing Halloween? Like, because we were trying to think about like what we were doing for uh, like Christmas or whatever, mm-hmm. which, whatever. Do you want to rate the next movies going forward by the specific horror niche they fall into? Yes. Like, we'll rate this out of a zombie movie. We'll rate Hausa out of a whatever the fuck that movie ends up being. Yes, a haunting movie. The Mummy out of monster movies, even though I've never really seen, like, a ton of monster movies. Um, So you're rating each each movie out of it, but I don't know, that's... It's up to you guys. I just wanted to, just so that we could, like, you know. I feel I like thinking... I feel like last week we. Th- that's the one thing I had issues with last week when we were about to rate because I was like, I don't, I don't want to rate this movie as a scary movie because I feel like Trick or Treat wasn't a scary movie. It was more definitely well, fit. Yeah, don't a use different... the word scary. Use horror. But that's horror. what I'm saying. Is like I feel like I feel like yes, I like horror, that idea. Trick of... or Treat was a horror movie. Yes, like. I it's feel, not scary, but that's different. It's different. But that's what I'm saying is I like your idea of doing the different niche that they have. Um, but if you don't, if, I also don't really care because I'm going to rate them on my letterbox and then just regurgitate whatever rating I have. Yeah, I'm fine with whatever. I know what I'm going to rate it no matter what. I, I wonder what your guys' opinion on this, though. But I actually, for the very first time in a while, I deducted this movie a half a star for no particular reason wow. other than 
I realized it's one of the many movies I have on my letterbox that is a five star rating that I am like, you know what? It's it's not a perfect movie just because it's so epic. It it started so much. It's such a big deal. It's a four and a half is what I put it at. Four I, and a half. Uh, I don't know. Barbara's Barbara's candies? we're coming to get you Barbara's coming to get you five Barbara. coming to get you Barbara's I would honestly I think I would agree with you I want to say a four and a half out of coming to get you Barbara because I, I I agree with it's not a perfect movie but definitely just even having our conversation tonight I honestly I was walking in with giving it a four but okay really talking about this movie and looking I, I honestly you're you're insight of looking back at they had Before no zombie movies. yeah it, it's definitely yeah. i feel like that really did help me really piece together this movie Chase, you know way what? you're talking me back into five stars because i'm, I'm sorry. like some of it, my it, favorite <laughs> media is zombie stuff and i'm like i owe it all to this you know but like, I, I definitely i the, i guess the only part i would bring it down a, a half a star is production. honestly is production i think that's the only thing which is another like super impressive I thing know. about it, but it's I know, also but like it's also, it doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> like I don't know, Steve. I'm gonna go the uh, the opposite way. Three what? stars. Wow. I'm gonna give it four, Barbara's. Okay. Oh. Okay. And my reason being is because as much as I love it as a zombie film, it's has nothing to do with the zombies that she loved today. Or that we love today. I th- You're I, so I, wrong, dude. I, Were you not I listening does, to this entire conversation? I know you didn't talk it. much, but <laughs> what? This is absolutely what our it's zombies are today. Maybe it's, not. It's the first stage the, of what the zombies yeah, we know today so. are. This what is Bulbasaur to the last toys we know now. I mean, can fuck. I make my case? Can Let him make his case. Let him make his case. Squirtle. Christ. Jeez, Dave. Not talked out yet. Um. So it's like Jaws is the original shark movie. I have not seen a movie since Jaws that I thought was a better shark movie than Jaws. And maybe that's too broad of an example. I've seen a lot of zombie movies I like more than Night of the Living Dead. Because I feel, I, I, even though it's the original and I love it, there are other zombie movies like Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead that I like more than I like Night of the Living Dead. Before Barbara's. I mean, I get it. I, I mean, I'm not trashing you because... You, I still love it. It's you still gave it a four. I mean, that's only a half star under us. But I, I will say just, the statement that you just said is like a backhand to this movie of saying it is not, not anything it's, it's to not, do with the zombies, zombies we know and love today. I think yeah. that's 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 that. a statement. I zombies that we we know are not like the these these zombies. We discussed that through the entire podcast. You but that's what I'm saying. Movies, you said I you said like. yeah. You said this well, has nothing to do with any of those. And I feel yeah. like it has no, said, the no, base of that. I can't wait for you to listen to it back. I, I can't wait for you. That the zombies Rewind the tape right now. Have grown to love. Are not Stop the recording. And the podcast, we have talked about that this all right. time. Regardless if that's... Regardless. Today are not the zombies that are in this movie. They have evolved. Okay. They I agree to that. Evolved. They have evolved. Okay. I, I will agree to that. The beginning, so I okay, can't fine, fine, fine. But I will say... I'll say that I didn't agree with that at one bit because uh, like everything we know about zombies owes itself to this movie and what they created of zombies. But you kind of just knocked it out of the park with that whole fucking Jaws argument. 
So just because it's the first one, like, doesn't mean it can't absolutely crush it in its first outing. Even though I'm sure Jaws wasn't the first. You probably said that shark movie. I don't know. But it really is like the shark movie, whereas like this was the first zombie zombie movie that everyone thinks of. But nothing ever beat Jaws several movies in the zombie genre. This, I will agree with that, Steve. I'm watching the remake of Dawn of the Dead now, and I'm like, this movie's fucking good. Like, I, I haven't seen this title. in way too long. They, the zombies move fast. The visuals are amazing. Like, they capture the chaos so perfectly. We've, like, really nailed down, like, the group of randos that we want to, like, survive an apocalypse with. I don't know. I like 28 Days Later the most, probably, out of all of them, even though it's not a zombie movie. I feel like it is. Um, no, Resident Evil Apocalypse is my favorite ever zombie movie. <laughs> I just kidding. None of the Resident Evil. What was your? I, I guess this is this is kind of a like. I this is just a, a question I have, but what was your first ever zombie movie you guys ever watched? I want to say this. You want to say this? Okay. Yeah, as unlikely as it seems, I think. I don't think I would have been exposed to anything else. Like, I think I saw this the year, either the year before. Yeah, I want to say I saw this the year before 28 Days Later, which was 2002. So, yeah, that makes about sense. What was Dawn of the Dead remake, Steve? Like two, I want to say 2007. Six? 2004. 2004. So that was like two years. I think the Dawn of the Dead remake even happened because um, 28 Days Later kind of reinvigorated or like, you know, kind of retitillated the population when it came to zombie movies. Because I can't think of many major zombie movies that aren't part of this franchise before 28 Days Later. Resident Evil was probably 99 or 2000. You're asking the wrong guy. I don't know. I will tell you my first zombie movie I saw, and I will always remember where I saw it. I was in a military camp called Culver. And it, I don't know why, but we had we were we did something good. I think we did our drills right. I don't know why I was at a a military camp. But uh well, fun fact about the military camp, it's the one that's in the the Incredible Hulk. It's the scene where he jumps out of that bridge. That's the school I was at. Or the camp I was at. The university? Yeah, it's university? Culver University. It's a military college, but they had a camp program during the summers. But uh, I, I think we did our drills right or something, and we watched Zombieland. And that was the first ever zombie movie I have ever seen is the original or the first zombie land. That's mind blowing. It's I know it sounds stupid, but it no, it doesn't at all. It's just mind blowing to me. Cause that's like such a, uh, like well, crazy zombie yeah. movie. But did you, I knew what that, zombies were, but that but was, was that like everything from that point on. Was that everything you now knew about zombies, or were you already aware of? Like, I knew, some rules I knew the or... rules of zombies, but it was the first ever. And I will tell you, I was terrified during that whole movie. I was, I think, I was ten 
No, I was okay. 11 years old when I saw that movie. And I was like, this is scary. And it was just, just not knowing the dead is near. They're going to eat you. The whole bathroom stuff freaked me out. I didn't want to go to public bathrooms ever again. When did that movie come out? 2009. Okay. So I saw it, I think, in like late 09, maybe 10. Um, But that was the first ever zombie movie I saw. The movie seems so modern to me, yet the sequel came out 10, ten years later, and now we are three year, two years away from the sequel. I know. What's going on with time? Uh, that, uh, I really, really like Zombieland when it came out. Like, I was all in on Jesse move. Eisenberg. For some reason, I thought it was a sequel to Adventureland because they both had land in the title and Jesse Eisenberg. I thought that, too. I was just like, oh, this guy's just all about lands. Well, I also, I really started enjoying that movie because Jesse Eisenberg was from Columbus, Ohio at that in that movie. And I was like, my hometown, I got to represent. Columbus. Columbus. Um, well, that's see, not his what name. What do you think your favorite, favorite, favorite Zom, Zom movie is? That's, that's a tough one. I don't know. Um I really like the I really like the Dawn of the Dead remake with the Zack Snyder one. Yeah. That one I think is the one that like I enjoy the most. But I don't That's know. Good. It's got to be one of the Dawn of the Dead's, either the original Dawn of the Dead or the or the new one. Chase, do you think you have one favorite zombie movie? Yeah. Hmm. You know. I don't know. I, I kind of want to lean towards Zombieland a bit, but I feel like that might be a bias. I think that one, I think the only reason I would say Zombieland is because of the young age I was at. And just like, that was probably the first time I was like actually scared of watching a movie, but I was also having fun being scared. And I will tell you like, I think growing up, I, I stopped really having that fear factor of like, in you know, whenever you're sitting down, you're like, your heart is beating. And you're like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I think the last time I had that was probably Star Wars. The, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was that's so the, crazy, yeah, right? It's so crazy. That's why? Yeah, that's why. a good movie. It was, um, it, it's insane. But I think, I think honestly... I, I, I want to say you're Zombieland. really describing my experience with the mummy, to be honest, which we'll get to, but you know, I was seven, but that was, I was having a heart attack while watching that for the first time. I don't know what mine would be. Um, the mummy legitimately scared me the first time I saw it. Yeah. It's a horror movie. Despite what IMDb wants to tell us. I, I saw first time I saw mummy was with you guys. So I was already, you know, 20. And pretty much like oh, you watch it with us. Yeah. Damn it. I was kind of hoping you didn't see it because <laughs> I wasn't sure. I'm like, Chase, I was listening back that you thought we were talking about the Tom Cruise mummy. So I was like, maybe he's not even aware of the 1999. No, mummy, I watched it with you guys. Have we made a big fun day out experience of, it. of his life. <laughs> um, damn it. Um, well, yeah, I think I said 28 days later just because. Because one of my boys directed it. I love me some Danny Boyles. That one is really good too. That's that's up there. It'd be in my top five, I think. Uh, even sure. though, 
even though that and I Am Legend are like, they're not really zombie films. Yeah. But I even am I Am Legend, I will take that. You know, like they're much less zombie like than the. I, uh, yeah. The zombies are. That are in 2018. I also like 28 Weeks Later quite a lot. So you got the Rem Dog in there, Jeremy Renner's. The Rem Dog. The Rem Dog. All right, you guys ready to go into random? Yeah, dude, we can't talk about this any longer. Before we go into random, Matthew, come here. I want you to press the random button. My brother's been sitting here for the last 20 minutes listening to our conversation. Ask Matt. Ask Matt what here, his hey, review hey. is. Matthew, what's, what's, what's your, your review of the movie? Get closer to it. I mean, it was okay. What would you this give it out of five? Our out Scrooged of guest. Zo- like zombie movies. Well, that was probably one of my first zombie movies other than Zombieland, so I would give it a three. <laughs> three out of five? Yeah. There we go. We got to get three right. out of five out of Matthew. All right. Tough crap. Press that button. Random. There we go. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. We're in random. <laughs> Steve, yes. Um, so, what are some things you could say to me? For random? I'm excited for personally yeah. is that the uh, uh, the Scream Five trailer uh, should be dropping either before or yeah, before the end of the month, Halloween. That's awesome. I'm excited. Which I'm very excited for. And I uh, confirmed, because I believe on the last podcast we didn't know, confirmed it is a sequel. That was confirmed in an article by the Thank director. God. It is not a remake. So I don't know why it's called Scream, but I don't want to get into oh. that. It'll get me on another uh, rant there about lazy lazy titles. I have a question, and I this is more uh, kind of going into kind of our Halloween talk, because I know that Halloween, we're going to be talking about Halloween, but is the new ones technically the second one canon, so it's right after the first movie, or is it after the second yeah, movie? It's after the first movie. Ignore the, the second one, movie, which sucks, because yeah. I like, I do 1-2 H2O okay. every year, but that's a separate timeline. That's like the second timeline. Are you, okay. are you not crazy about Halloween? The 20... 20- Whatever, 16, 18. I'm not. I really, really, gonna. I've said this before. Let me make my defense here. I really, really like the first, like, 15 and the last 30 minutes of that movie, but I don't like, I don't like a lot of what's in between. I feel like there's a weird, like, a lot of the kills seem like. Well, don't go in. Almost. Don't get too much into it because I know that's going to be a whole episode. I just, but I feel like I really, it has a really strong entrance and I like the ending, so I'm curious. That makes me curious enough for the second one. Yeah, very, very excited for the second one. Um, no time to die is premiered. Did you see that it was? The, I did. The uh, highest-grossing Bond in like forever. Yeah, or maybe he's yeah. the highest-grossing Bond ever. Wow, good fact, David. My uh, my dad, he, I guess he, my dad's super excited for that movie, and he wants me to go see it so badly with him. But he, uh, he was telling me that uh, Rami Malik was in a interview, I guess this week, and someone asked him about watching the movie finally, and Rami Malik stated something of like, "Well, I watched it two years ago, and it was good then, and it's awesome now." <laughs> so I mean, just hearing that, I'm like, I. I'm excited, uh, what? 
But I will tell you, the one thing I'm terrified of is I'm getting a lot of like, and I don't know if you guys knew this, but like I was really excited about Jurassic uh, New World. Is that the newest one that uh, came out? Jurassic World Dominion? No, no, no. The the other one, the, the second uh, Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. When the trailers and everything was coming out, I was super excited for that movie. And I went to go see it, and it was awful. And I'm terrified that Bond is going to be like this. Well, that didn't get good reviews. Bond is getting some stellar reviews. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Then, then I'm not. I'm excited. It's a Bond. Who who isn't excited for Bond? Yeah, the uh, one of my favorite podcasts and um, magazines, film magazines, Empire Magazine is a British magazine, mm-hmm. uh, so it's already released over there. But they reviewed it, and I believe they gave it four out of five stars. That's a bunch of Brits who that's, love that's, Bond. That's so, Brits. Uh, I, 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 I think they might have said like, like almost like they were leaning on it being a better movie than a Bond movie, which makes me get Skyfall vibes a little bit. Um, yeah, but I heard. Uh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I, I have nothing more to say about that. That other than, I think we can all agree we really enjoyed Skyfall, and then we all wrongly burn Spectre at the stake before realizing that that quite possibly is the ultimate like bondiest Bond movie in our modern time just because it's it really like is. it's using like everything that we knew about Bond after watching every single movie and like really like putting it in there which was really exciting for us because we all dismissed it and then like we watching it again we're like <laughs> Oh my God! Is this like the most Bond movie ever? Which I think more people need to get on board with that hot take. But uh, but still, it's not better than Skyfall. But that's that's a tough situation to be in. Better movie, better Bond movie. I don't know what I want. That's it's it's hard when ranking Bonds. We ran into that problem a lot because we're like every Bond movie, with the exception of like two, um, or three, were watchable. Like yeah, like they're watchable because they're Bond, you know. But um, are they good movies? Uh, there's a lot of them that uh, that aren't. <laughs> yeah, I will tell I you, I I rewatched the trailer for this movie and I totally forgot that she calls him Commander Bond, and just that made me go, I'm excited for Bond. Let me see Bond I guess, again. I guess that's some random. Is they gave uh, I sent this to Steve. I should have sent it to you, Chase. You're part of the Aww. part of the Bond lifestyle. I'm but, left uh, out again. Come on, Dave. I, well, it was on Instagram, and I don't like Steve and I have a pretty consistent th- chain on Instagram. Yeah. You and I don't always message each other there. But um, Daniel Craig was giving an honorary title of Commander Bond, right? Oh, yes, Commander Craig. Or not Commander Bond, <laughs> Commander, Commander Craig. Craig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Characters, yeah. So the ruse is still going. Even it's it's now transferred from screen to real life. Did, you, That's did awesome. either one of you get a chance to watch his last day on set? Yeah, I, I I read yeah. I saw his he, uh, his speech. He thanked the crew. And he's like, despite what you've heard over the years about me wanting in and out of this role, it's been an absolute, and he's getting teared up. He's been, it's like an absolute pleasure playing this character and working with this crew. I don't know. It was really heartfelt. I like it. Through that Empire podcast, I was listening to uh, um, both uh, Rami Malek and Daniel Craig in separate interviews talking. And it was kind of like what Chase is saying, like, but it was fascinating more so for Daniel Craig than it was Rami Malek that they've been sitting on this for two years. Yeah. 
and more of that like this was his swan song so like he's been sitting on ending his like role as bond which he thought he was getting over with when he was hosting snl like before the pandemic you know like he was having a good laugh about being james bond and he's like this movie will be out in no time that's why this snl episode is so goddamn relevant right now yes and, uh, and then the world ended and he was the last live host of snl and uh um, until you know whoever hosted live first could you imagine being that. in a role for like what is it this is his sixth no seventh fifth fifth movie yeah fifth bond could you imagine being a character for five movies and it's your last film and you have to wait almost three years for anyone to see it yeah and you're just like i feel like I mean, I'll tell you, like, sometimes when we do the podcast, we, like, pre-record. Sometimes I get nervous on, like, how did how do we sound until you this next it. week until we hear it? And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, like, that just gives me anxiety. I can't imagine waiting three years to be like, how did I act three years ago? Like, did well, I do a good job? Or he, They've probably seen it. I don't mm-hmm. know. But also... We get to be vain and just enjoy ourselves and be like, I sounded pretty good there. He has to deal with the fact that like, people are like, boo, or good. <laughs> like He's waiting on whether or not his legacy of Bond is ending on a fan high note or a fan low, low note, note, which yeah. is just such a, which is, especially, which I feel bad for now. Thing with Craig, it's good, bad, good, bad with the critics. Yes. So we're okay. Yeah. We're okay. And in my mind for the longest time as well, well you know. Yeah. And in his mind too, I'm sure. Like he's sure. bragging on Quantum of Solace. He didn't really say anything specific about Spectrum. Um, but I, mean, I think that they Spectre. Uh, Spectrum. <laughs> Why do I keep saying how many times have I I think you only said it once, but that uh, I don't think so. I think I've been saying it this entire time. Oh, I didn't know. Oh this. my god. Damn it's it. Okay. <laughs> Um, but Spectre. And yes, but he didn't really say anything specifically bad about that, which I don't know if he thinks it was bad. I don't know. I don't really know what the... I know that people just don't really care for that, but they should. Open your eyes, people. Yeah, Spectre, I don't think, deserves as much hate as it's gotten. Not at all, especially when there's garbage like Quantum of Solace. And- yeah, that movie is still... Well, one of my least favorite bonds. And it's, it's, half of Brosnan's and. Do you know what I'm excited for, guys? But this weekend, I already bought my tickets. I'm seeing Bond. Lamb. Yeah, Lamb. I'm gonna go see Lamb. As of this episode, it is out. As of recording, it is not. For Lamb before Bond, Lamb before Bond. No, I already, I already bought. <laughs> <laughs> That's my movie. I'm going out with. I'm gonna Lamb before Bond. I I'm seeing Bond on Saturday, oh, and I'm seeing oh. Lamb Sunday. Wow, you got a movie pack weekend. I'm gonna oh. try and do a Venom Bond. Um, oh, I dude, I forgot Venom. Venom's out. I'm not like anxious to see it, but I'm also really curious to see it. Uh, like I gotta say, I avoided the first movie for so long, and when I finally watched it, I was like, all right. It's not getting yeah, good like reviews, curiosity. though. Have you guys been... Uh... What have you been watching? Do we want to move move on? Chaz? Uh, sorry, my... my... I, think, 
I think we're good with random, right? Uh, uh yeah. We, I guess we're, Gladiator we're Two is happening. Yeah, that sounds weird. I didn't even hear about that. Um, yeah, Ridley Scott like offhandedly said like, "Yeah, I'm, we're doing that right after this movie I'm doing right now," and uh, that's already two movies ahead of what like he has the last duel coming out like in a day or two. Not a day or two, a month or two, or a week or two. I guess another. I guess this is this is random that I I wanted to bring up last week, and I guess the week before. But if you're not in the film industry or not knowing, there's a huge strike that's about to go on, and it's. I will tell you right now. I've been talking to a few people, and it's it's starting to get pretty crazy. Where like I think the strike's about to happen next week. And there's a lot of like, uh, like if you didn't know, like one of our friends, Tony, he uh, he's working for this company that literally someone's like his boss said they need them for like almost 24 seven for the next week because they need them for the hours they have before they go on their strike because they know they're going to lose everybody. It's like production staff, basically, yeah. right? Like grips, like, you know, like all of the, like crew members, all of the people that aren't really getting the credit, you know. Well, they're like, not getting the credit or the like the. Like, I mean, they get credit. The time, but the not pay, credit, like there's you know? not really. Yes. It's just you're pretty much. It's pretty much you're using people, and you're not giving them the money they deserve. You're not giving them the time that they need to recuperate to keep doing the job that they do, and you're not giving them the recognition that they deserve. Yeah, yeah, and like that's a like a huge thing like that we don't really think of like. I mean, we do, I guess, but yeah. like, like most people, like even before I went to film school, I don't think I thought about the little things enough, you know, um, which is, you know, what's happening now. So I I hope good comes of it. I, yeah, I, I, I think it is ultimately good. I, I feel like we've I, like I don't want to like complain at all, but I feel like we've just gone through a bit of a, a lull and lack of movies. And if I remember the writer's strike then you know, I don't really want everything to come to a halt again, but I want, you know, I, I hope good things come and I haven't really been staying up to date on it either. But No, I, I, I will say like just talking to some people, it, it seems like if anything, this is something that's been, you know, in talks for like, I mean, it's always been a big problem for the last 10 years, but this is definitely something that people are trying to get done now. But I agree with you. I think, I think hopefully something good comes out of it. We don't know. I digress, but uh, no, was, I'm I'm glad you brought that up, Chase. Yeah, I'm actually, I, I felt bad that, that I didn't bring it up at all the last few weeks or the last yeah two weeks. But um, anyways, uh, Dave, what have you been watching? Oh, um, so I last or I guess on Sunday I saw the Many Saints in Newark in theaters. Thoughts? Um, I. I guess I'm in the minority, but call me crazy. I loved it. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know if I loved it. Um, it, I know I won't bore you guys cause I know neither of you watch the Sopranos, but, um, I think it fell somewhere in the middle of mob movies, which I love, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, I love them, you know, like I'm a big mob movie guy and, um, and, a Sopranos movie, which I wanted, like, so it falls in the middle of that, like, decent mob movie, decent Sopranos prequel, 
not really what I wanted, though. It just wasn't. And but I will say this, if it's setting something up, if it, you know, was teeing something like a new series coming out or more movies, I think I will go back on it and be like, this is great. I think they set it up perfectly. But um, but I still gave it four stars. So I liked it quite a bit. Um, and I was sitting in theaters, you know, I wasn't in the luxury of my own home. So it's I had that whole I wanna, experience. I want to see because I haven't seen The Sopranos. So I'm like, would it hurt? I thought the same thing. I it, it, it wouldn't hurt so much as it wouldn't help. Like it wouldn't help the show and it wouldn't help your viewing experience. But it wouldn't hurt. Definitely a lot of nudge, nudge, wink, winks. You know, this guy, this, you know, oh, this guy, this is how this guy is typically this guy, you know, like, and if you don't know the characters then you're going to be like, why the fuck is this actor that I know? Cause you're going to recognize all the actors doing something really extreme and it's because they're mimicking their characters from the Sopranos. But you know, like if you don't know that character, then you're like, this guy is overacting right now, which is still a criticism from people that have seen the Sopranos, but I don't share those viewpoints because I think everyone kind of nailed their characters, um, including James Gandolfini's son. I thought Um, he did a really, really good job. Yeah. I really like, um, I forget his name, but, um, you know, he's Billy from Jurassic Park 3. He's in it. Um, Incredible. Does really good. Giovanni. Uh, Alessandra uh, N- uh, Nivola. Okay, yeah. Um, really liked him. Yeah. I was I, just I, going I, off on something blindly. I'm like, Giovanni. <laughs> yeah, well, he's been a couple movies that I really like, and it's, um, like, he's in American Hustle. Um, he's in Face Off. He's in um, The Art of Self-Defense. And he's just popped up through a... Uh, my life but i've always liked him no he, he's the main character of the movie too good um, i'm glad he did well um and i think he did a really good job and he's kind of like the i don't know i, I won't get too into that um what else have been watching huh fellas i made a huge list a of everything i've watched you're an adult sure. you're in a wall still right <laughs> what you're in a wall still aren't you you've only watched a few haven't you what of uh, movies? No, I okay. So I've watched, I've watched, I think f- four new f- movies. Okay, you so got I'm, two I'm still nightmares behind. on there. Yep. So I have the new nightmare, and I had the remake, and then and I then, have Halloween two, and then I have the guilty. Okay, we share that. Um, I I wanted to text you, be like, what? The guilty was no good because you only gave it three stars, which is not saying it's no good. I like, but it, I was, but it I definitely... love Jake Gyllenhaal so much, and I like Antoine Fuqua, the director, quite a bit. I um, figured out what I don't like about it, and I I think I figured it out just by looking at the trivia. And I don't know if you know this, they but, made that film in eleven days. Yeah, it was a COVID project. Yeah, yeah. The director was never in the same room as Jake Gyllenhaal. No, um, I I think... believe that. I think the movie is actually good. I just, I don't know what it is. And I think that it didn't help that I watched that movie after, I think I was watching, I don't even remember what I finished. Oh, I remember what I finished. I I finished Squid Game that whole day. And then I I watched The Guilty afterwards. You're on a a real like uh, creative high. Yeah. uh, And I think, I think just. You're getting some good content there. And then you go to The Guilty, which is very mediocre content. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't say it was a bad movie. I think the concept of it was great. I think the story was actually really good. 
the end is a bit crazy, but I think it kind of rep, it kind of felt like uh, Nightcrawler in a way, where it's like you're supposed to feel differently from the beginning to the end, and you kind of see this one man's journey from one night, and I think that it's good, but. I don't know if it gets the Nightcrawler comparison other no, than sharing the actor, but that, but I think if anything, it's just you see a man's like it's pretty much his character arc. Like that's what I'm trying to say is his character arc, not the story it was, plot wise. It was like it was like any because he's very cocky in the beginning. He thinks that like the whole point yeah. is he he's pretty much being investigated, and I'm assuming it's because of like I guess police brutality. Like we see, well, it. they mention it. Yeah, he shot a 19-year-old. But out well, of his least, anger. But it was kind of obvious right off the bat why he was probably on, yes. um, like, desk duty. But um, but I feel like just going from something where he's like, he's not, he's like, oh, I, no comment, no comment, I'm going to get out of it, I'm going to get out of yeah. it, to trying to help someone and then literally from his anger from helping someone is pretty much not making the situation better at all. Where I I don't want to spoil the movie, but I I want to spoil it just to bring up my point. Don't do it. Okay, don't I'm not gonna it. say it's, it. It's a new but movie. Pretty don't, much the you know. end. You know what happens at the end. I feel like that changes his perspective on life and how he yeah. views he a, his own he was a system. Shit bag, to be honest. Yeah, I thought they were just gonna be pranking him to be like. Got you, bud. You admitted it. Like, oh, that's honest. You. I would have preferred that movie, but I don't know. Um, I thought, yeah, it was decent. And again, like, Antoine Fuqua is like a director that I admire, but I've only truly loved Training Day. But I, like, yeah. really enjoy, like, the Equalizer movies, or I didn't even hate the Magnificent Seven remake, or, like, you know, like, he works with Denzel. A lot. Jake Gyllenhaal and Ethan Hawke a lot. Um, and I like all three of those guys. So I'm like, if they like Antoine Fuqua, then I like Antoine Fuqua. By the way, Self-Pa I try to I try to uh contact Ethan Hawke, but again, he's he's still busy. He just didn't want to show up. That son of a bitch. I know. I was about to say end of watch, but that's David Ayer. Um but um But those Chase, are the only I almost movies. I almost suggested Ethan Hawke, did you hear his voice in the movie, by the way? The guilty? Yes. Um, he's like his sergeant. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. I almost suggested, yeah, like, but Steve hasn't watched it, so I'm not going to do that. But we'll just talk about this privately. Almost suggested being like, hey, if anyone's super into Squid Game and wants like that, like, high of like listening to people talk about it, because I was looking for podcasts to listen to it about. Um, I was going to be like, do you want to just have 10 minutes at the Dave, end? If you haven't watched it, cut it off. But I'm, I'm not lying. Do that. I I've, I've tried to call you four times because I, I have two. Th- I have a theory that I'm almost. I've talked to. I think I talked to my brother about it, Josh, and that's the only person I've talked to about it. And I honestly, I'm convinced that this theory is true. I am convinced, okay. and I I can't. We'll I don't want to spoil it for Steve. Steve, if you've not started it, you got to see it. I it do want to so say good. for anyone that's like hesitant out there who is on the internet, maybe social media. I don't think anything could seem more annoying to me right now than Squid Game memes memes if I haven't watched Squid Game. It's like, we got it. The show exists. Well, like, fuck off. I do but also... it's worth the hype, dude. I keep seeing people being like, this show's pretty overhyped. And I'm like, well, yeah, you're seeing it 7,000 times a day. I'm starting to think that. And I fucking love it, you know? Like, so... I will. I will say the one thing I did notice 
is uh, a buddy of mine in a group chat uh, said, hey, have you guys seen Squid Game? And I said, yeah, I saw it. And he goes, I think the trailer looks really, you know, goofy. I think it looks dumb. And a lot of people have told me it looks goofy. And I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch the trailer. That's the thing. If you watch the trailer, it's very like, it just shows red light, green light. And it just shows that and like the concept of what they think the game's going to be about. And then literally the other thing is Netflix. If you don't have your settings on right, it will show you the dubbed version. So it yeah. will show the really badly dubbed American version yeah. of it. And Which of course that's going to look goofy. how many people that are like, praising the show right now have watched it in the dubbed version i was watching uh i follow i think you guys both follow them i'm not sure do you follow looper on yes instagram yes um i was watching a video that was like a squid game explanation video or whatever and i was like oh i love their video so i was like oh i'm about to watch this 10 minute long video which is a dedication if when you're on instagram just scrolling to watch something that's 10 minutes long that's you know that means they're good or you like them but uh uh, they get like 30 seconds in and then they showed a scene from the show and it was in English and I was like, <laughs> shut it off. I was like, you fucking idiots. Yeah. Uh, my brother, I, he, I go in, uh, my dog unfortunately got, uh, uh, spayed. Is that, is that the female neutering? Yeah. She got spayed today pets. and I went to go, uh, put her in her kennel to like, let her just rest. And my brother, he was laying on the bed and he goes, I'm watching it. I'm like, what? And he goes, squid game. I'm like, Oh, that's good. I was walking out of the room and I heard red light, green light. And I'm like, you better turn that off. And he goes, what? I'm like, turn it off. If you've not seen squid game, I will give you the best argument of why you need to watch it in Korean. It makes sense at the end. If you're watching in Korean, why certain things are in English. It has to, it, it's very yeah. important that you watch it in Korean. Dude, I will say well, that hold, this... hold on, hold on. Before you guys go off on these this tangent, because you're doing it. <laughs> I know, I feel it. Watch? I'm sorry. Whatever what else, what else I, do we watch? I've also watched Doom Patrol, all of Wellington Paranormal, like Dave asked last week. Oh, I've shit. watched all of it. And except today, I've watched every episode except one of Ted Lasso, and it comes out technically the day of this episode comes out. Oh, it's still not over. There's one episode left, and I didn't yeah. fucking realize until I got to it, and I'm like, no, 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 and it says coming soon. I'm like, fuck. I think you're now one ahead of Doom Patrol. You're 100% ahead of Ted Lasso, because I haven't even started this. All right. I've watched the first episode several times, and then uh, I'm Wellington Paranormal. I'm only on, like, episode two of season two. I'm not that There's, far I didn't it. realize there was not... I thought season two was almost done. There was only, like, four episodes. But, oh, uh, but, okay. Um, it is, dude. If you look on IMDb, all the episodes up to, like, season four are out, but it's releasing weekly on HBO. It doesn't make sense. But uh, I, I will tell you, with my text, Dave, that I texted you about Doom Patrol, my theory, I texted that before the last episode. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I texted you a theory and I, I'm most likely right in my theory from literally the next episode when I started it. I was like, oh, so I might be right. All right. Well, but that's basically what I that's watched. All Everything I've seen. that yes. apparently Chase and I are just watching every, like our letterbox <laughs> matches up and apparently our TV watching matches up. But Stephen, what have you been watching? Um, I've watched a lot of uh, 
I'm trying to watch a horror movie a day. I watched The Invisible Man finally from 2020. Uh, that you, you was like awesome. Uh, I really liked it. Um, I think that's how you remake a uh, a classic monster movie. I agree. Uh, I think that and The Mummy are the only two from Universal's Gambit that uh, I think are worthy that have been remade. Wolfman, I've seen with Benicio Del Toro. I like the special effects and everything, but uh, I don't know. I like the original Wolfman. Um, I watched Sleuth with Michael Caine. What's Sleuth? Highly, highly recommend that movie. I gave it four and a half stars. It is a near perfect movie for me. Um, a lot of, a lot of Fincher vibes in there, uh, as well as it. Uh, I don't know if De- Dave remembers the movie Death Trap very well, but a lot of Death Trap vibes. Um, he's not even listening. Look at this, Chase. He's just doing right now. He's just, he's uh, just looking on his phone. <laughs> no, I was looking at Steven's letter. It's a. Chase, if you get a chance, watch it. I don't know what it's on. It says available on Amazon, but I think I tried to stream it and it's not. If it streaming. says it, it might be a pr- uh, it's premium. It's, that's what I hate is whenever you see premium, it means yeah, buy so it. So it's on Sling or something. Yeah. No, it's usually it it's, it's a on like it's a sister a premium cable. Yeah. And if you want to add that to your Amazon, it's like well, fuck off. Just tell me if it's on Prime. Tell me if it's on uh, YouTube so I can rent it. Yeah, it probably it it might be because it's also uh, I be, I do not believe it is it was um, distributed by America in the U.S. I'm pretty okay. sure it's U- the U.K. Because um, my DVD that I have of it is is a different region DVD. You can tell it's a D- different DVD case. But anyway, uh, that was a good movie. Sleuth was was one of the better movies I've seen re- this year. Uh, just an awesome movie. I don't I, you can't really say much about it without giving it away. So I don't want to say it. Just yeah, don't it. yeah. I'm definitely gonna definitely gonna watch it. And then uh, the Final Destination made me not want to watch Final Destination Five. Oh. I think I've just had it with these. Final that's done. That's the order. That Final Destination Five is the last one. Yeah, the Final Destination is part four. Well, which again stupid, with the lazy, bullshit. the lazy, stupid titles, I hate it. Let's just add it. Three. But um, I just thought it was like, I yeah, and I actually I I, I haven't seen. The third one in a while, but I remember the third one being like, I'm still the a roller coaster. The roller coaster. Okay. Second one's the highway. The first one's the, and I like the first two. The third one, like, it's all like bad acting, but the kills are super cool. This one just felt lazy. There's a lot of CGI. It What's just felt NASCAR? like, they were, yeah, they were like, they were like lacking creative ways to make people die. And Is they that kept what? Doing, yes, this one was the NASCAR race. Okay. And this one, just, or not a NASCAR, it was like some other like uh bush league but um it was just uh they kept setting up false kills that were really annoying like you'd be like oh this person's about to bite it this is gonna be a really creative way to die and then they'd ax that and kill the character in a much simpler way i'm like i'm like it was just really annoying so i don't know i don't know i guess i should watch the fifth one just because i haven't seen it but uh it's only one of the five okay so maybe you can't answer my question unless it's not the fourth one, then you can't answer. Is the which one comes full circle? Uh, I believe it's the fifth one. So the one that he hasn't seen. Because Tony Todd, who played Candyman famously, yeah. was in the first three Final Destinations. He's always the coroner. He's always yes. the guy wheeling the bodies in, and then they go and talk to him, and he goes, "Destiny out to get you again," in his dark Tony Todd voice that I can't do. Yeah. And then then he comes back for the fifth one. So it's got to be. Um, He's been in the 1990. Oh, is he? Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. 
Tony Todd's had a weird like B movie. He's like a yeah. I guess career, he's like a but, horror king. Yeah, but he's yeah. Well, I mean, he, if you look at him, he he is. People have said he has a scary presence. He has those deep eyes and that mm, really deep voice. Long face. Yeah, long face. He just he looks like a horror film character. Um, but yeah, that's, he, that's just been trying to catch up on my my Halloween stuff. Wait, you have anything in the docket you're looking forward to? Anything in the docket that I'm looking forward to? There is um, there's a, what was it called? It's a murder mystery I haven't seen called. Um, uh, I don't want to get the name wrong, so I'll just look it up. Appointment for Death. It's an Agatha Crisp- Christie. Um, I meant to ask you that on our first episode this month. Are murder mysteries a big Halloween month thing for you? Oh, that's a I know you kind of watch them all year round, but I mean, yeah, I feel like it's not strictly seasonal. But then uh, I've already watched like because I don't I need to start doing this because I just watched all screen all four screams with yeah. the director commentary on all four of them, um, and then I also watched both versions of Ten Little Indians. So I watched Ten Little Indians and and then there were none, which are two of Agatha Christie's movies based on the same story but they have a different ending and they were made like 30 years apart but um yeah i guess around this time because I'm, I'm getting back into them now i've watched two they, in the last they fit. they fit it's it's actually kind of a genre we didn't really even think about but they fit um nicely like like clue i could even see as like a good halloween movie yeah you know yeah um, not all murder mysteries, I guess. Like, I always like, just think of it as such a subgenre. It definitely like, is a subgenre. Like, like, think about like you wouldn't ask somebody what their fifty favorite murder mysteries were. You'd be like, "What's your top five? Because there's only like yeah. twenty five notable ones. Yeah. If that, there's just it's such a it's such a niche like subgenre. But I would, more? I would always, I've always suggested you guys do a, a month on murder mysteries at some point, which I would be damn yeah. doing. It had to be pretty far away from oh, yeah. a month, but yes, yes, um, yeah, I would absolutely love it because that was kind of one of my uh, biggest blind sides when I went to school. Um, blind spots was uh, murder mysteries. I think I don't know. I don't remember, Steve. We watched like had, six or seven of them together. Yeah, but had I seen like. Any, like, I don't even no, know what I showed I, you, like Gosford Park and Murder on the Orient Express. And, um, um, I had seen Murder Clue, Mystery. I guess, like bit chunks of, but I or like I knew Clue pretty much back to like back front to back, yeah. Um, but I don't think I had actually fully watched it or even like seen. Did we watch all the different endings? Yeah, that's that's the it. thing you didn't see. It's because you even said I thought there was only one ending, and then we watched. Wait, no, all the- I've always known that. That's like one of the most famous things about Clue. Was that was Zach that? then? It was released in each theater. Each theater had yeah. a different. It was yeah, like, like something see. like my dad told me like forever ago. I just know someone when we watched it. Someone didn't know there was multiple endings. Yeah, I can't really think of a single. There's that. There's that one that is the never, comedy I'm, one. No, the one that I have described to you vaguely and I've never been able to nail what the hell it is. Maybe someday um, I'll find yeah, out what it is. I think it it's is. the one you told me your sister was telling you about, wasn't it? No, no, but she did ask me. She texted me, but this is one that I watched with my family. 
like, I don't know, I want to say 10 years ago or something. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And I can't remember anything really specific about it. Um, but it's older. I can tell you that. Um, like probably 60s, 50s. Um, Nothing specifically? No. I wonder if it's... I it's wonder a if castle. It's, it's like a clue-like setting. I wonder if it's 10 Little Indians because I just watched it. And it's like 1974, I think, or 72. It looks old. That's a second or first one. That's technically the, 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 the it's a remake because the original one was like 1945, which is really good. It's black and white. Um, and then there's years. like, there's, there's just, I don't know. Now there's like five versions of it. And a lot of them are titled different because like some are called, and then there were none, which is the oh. end nursery rhyme. And then some are called 10 little Indians, which is the name of the nursery rhyme. So it's like, I don't know. It's it's confusing when you look. That's why I just go by years. I'm like, oh, the 74 one and the 45 one. Speaking of uh, random, you can go back to random, Chase. Hit the queue. Uh, Murder Mystery random. 2. Is that what it was called? Murder yeah, Party? Murder nice. Mystery? That's uh, happening. Jennifer Aniston. It seems like I'm, yeah. I'm happy with this. Death on the Nile got a remake, which I did not like. Kenneth Braun's I hated Murder it. on the Orient Express. No, Dave... No, Dave has not seen the new one, but knew the spoiler at the end and still thoroughly enjoyed. Really? Wait, the wait, old one. Oh, the, okay. No, it, did I know? Or maybe I did. You did because Zach and I talked about it, but then you were like, I think you forgot what it was. Where we were like, the way they executed was so dumb that everybody did it. Yeah. But that's, that's the, that is the twist okay. in the old one is that everybody but remember in, in the old one they each take a turn going in and stabbing him yeah it was it's just all like dark line up and do it and it's yeah. like the lighting of that scene and the way it's shot is really like it's well done yeah. and um i don't know the new one just didn't capture that same like no because the they, they i remember the one scene in that movie i hated so much as they get off the train at the end and literally everyone is standing like it's like the last supper yeah, and it's like, how is he getting all these people to just organize? And then he's like, listen. I don't know why. I don't um, know if you guys can understand what I'm trying to say when I say this, but I feel like that entire supporting cast was made up of Josh Gads. I don't even know if Josh Gad is in that movie. Josh Gad, Daisy, like, Daisy Ridley. Damn it. Uh, I wish he wasn't in that movie to further prove my <laughs> point that he could have, There, it just could have been like five Josh Gads in that movie. They're like, we got this random that nobody actor. And then He's huge tried, actors like Johnny Depp. He tried to do that with uh, Death on the Nile, but instead he got a, he got a cannibal. Yeah. Mm. All right. I imagine we're running around four hours now, so we should probably wrap up. <laughs> All right, well, next week we got House, the one movie that I'm not joking, and I don't know if I mentioned this last week, I keep getting messages of people oh, being so excited about House. I don't no. know why. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned this, mentioned that. but I had a, a Renee, one of our friends, she, uh, she messaged me on Instagram going, you guys are watching House? I'm excited for you. And she said hey, she yeah, watches it almost every year. And I'm like, holy shit, really? I had a guy at work tell me that he that I had to say this one thing. It's a tri it's gonna be a trigger word for all of us. And he goes, the piano seed. And he goes, That's all I'm gonna say. The piano okay. scene? Okay. Everybody watch so for the piano seed. That's kind of exciting. That's a fun preview. That should be the first thing we all say in the next episode. So yeah. that piano, piano scene. scene. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very excited. It's on HBO yep. uh, Max. Um 
I hope so. It better fucking still be I, on there. Do you know there. what? I, I'll, I keep, I'll check right the, now. I'll it's check the right first now. thing on my uh, on my list. So every time I go to HBO, I see it and I'm like, ooh, it's coming soon. Uh, it's it's next week, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I'm really excited and I'm also terrified. And I'm I'm I've I've I the last episode you can hear me, but I I full on transfer to full on hype. Really? Full on, full on. Yeah, I know yeah, last episode, I didn't know if you were fully hyped or you were just saying that to make me feel better. No, I wasn't. I was acknowledging that I hated you for choosing it. And then I was like, no, I was wrong because I read about it more. I've looked on like, you know, all my sites that I like, you know, to see the rankings and it has good rankings. Like, and, uh, and then I listened to us listen, watching the trailer too, which is funny. Like I'm excited for it. I think we'll have a jolly good time. It is on HBO max. HBO. Uh, the photo for it is weird. It's just her head. So. Okay. Yeah. But it yeah. It looks like it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Burn for a fun one. We are. We are. Yeah. So I have. Oh, no. I was going to say we have three ahead. There are three more that I haven't watched, but I guess we're still doing the mummy in there. So. We're still doing the mummy. Um, so. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, we'll see you guys on Friday. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.